Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 133. I'm your host, M. With me is my regular co-host, Jackson. What up, what up, what up, what up? What up is, what is Pokemon 133? Oh, shit. Do we don't do this on this one. <laughs> no, I, we don't, but this one's like one that's like burned into my brain. Um, 133? Yeah. I don't know. I, can I have a picture? <laughs> I mean, I know. I, no. I, can I have a type? Can I have a type? Normal. Uh, wait, is Snorlax 133? No. Okay, because I was like... Iconic normal types of Gen 1. Maybe the most iconic normal type in all of Pokemon. Meowth Psychic, right? Oh, Eevee! Meowth Eevee, is normal. Eevee, Eevee, yes. Eevee, 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 Eevee is Pokemon 133. I don't think Eevee is the most iconic normal type. I understand why people say it is. Eevee it? is literally the second most iconic Pokemon. That's not fucking true. Don't they made Let's Go P Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. It's it's manufactured. I'm not saying Eevee's There's not a, a popular Pokemon. There's a whole Eevee line of merch. Like, Eevee is yeah, number two. No, 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 no. Eevee is among many number twos. There are many ones you can argue uh, like there's Pikachu and then there's a bunch of others. I'm not saying Eevee's not very high. I'm just saying that you can you can make arguments for it being other ones. You can say Meowth, you can say Lucario at a certain point in time, not anymore. <laughs> I think Lucario's fallen off somewhat in terms of uh, the demographics of the people who are posting Lucario. Um, you can say Charizard, easy. Google did a poll. <laughs> um, well, this clearly is not right because Greninja won. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> this was from 2020. There's like a Google-led Pokemon.com poll, and the top five is Umbreon, Charizard, Mimikyu, Lucario, and Greninja. So Okay, yeah. Umbreon is less iconic than Eevee by definition. <laughs> um, I don't think any yeah. of the evolutions are as like... Because the whole point is it splits into, you know, you pick your one. Pikachu is number 19, and Eevee is number 20. Okay, this well, this, is, is, this <laughs> list is out of its mind. This is not science in the way... That we need science. I want the Pokemon's company. This is what Pokemon merch sell. Which Pokemon sells the most merch? Do they name? not? Do, do we not have the VTuber list of Pokemon? <laughs> no, there's no way they would give that out. I want the list of Pokemon subs. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Because you're right. You're right. Um, it's Pikachu. And then uh, uh, how's Charizard's you know, stock I, to doing be fair, I think Charizard and Gengar are both up there in like EV levels of popularity. Yes. Uh, what Those are the non-Gen 1 ones that are up there? Lucario. Lucario, yeah. Genuinely, Lucario is very popular. I, I hate him, but, you know, what do you do? A Mimikyu, they fucking nailed it with Mimikyu. They made, like, a Pokemon, they built some merchandise, and they nailed it. I feel like there are a lot of those, but, like, their shelf life is their gen. I don't see as much Yeah, Mimikyu but Mimikyu, anymore. I feel like, has, like, survived, endured. People love Mimikyu. Um, that's true. Um, uh, okay, okay, I have... I have I have another poll. This is um, retailer eBuyer used data from Linkfluence on the 25 most popular Pokemon, and Pikachu's okay. at the top. So that's how All we right. know. Yeah, that's that's good. That's what I that's what that's, I want. That's know. the first check in the balance. This is some kind of data analysis. Yeah. Um, how, what are they? How what are they actually pulling from? Uh, uh, data from Linkfluence on the most 25 popular Pokemon to reveal which are generating the most conversations online, as well as those that are experiencing the most negative and positive comments. Okay. Um, That's not really what I was asking for, but I will take it. It's, it is the you. best we can get. Uh, yeah. So we have Pikachu with 2,300,648 number of conversations. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, However, its positive sentiment is just 21%, and negative sentiment is 8.54%. The rest just neutral Pikachu talk. 
That's yeah. That's what happens when your Mickey Mouse um, checks out. Number two, Eevee with six hundred and thirty-six thousand. Uh, that is a drop off and a half. Oh, it uh, is. Don't get me wrong. Pikachu's the one with a bullet. Um, and the positive sentiment, twenty six point four percent. Then Charizard with five hundred sixty seven thousand. Um, Mewtwo with uh, four hundred twenty seven thousand. But the positive sentiment falls off to nineteen percent, and the negative sentiment goes up to eleven percent. So, <laughs> okay, my psh was uh, justified then. Uh, yes. Uh, and Bulbasaur, Charmander, Gengar. And it, Bulbasaur, positive influence, 150%. <laughs> it's high. It's 25%. Charmander has more positive sentiment at 31%. I don't know their fucking methodology out here. Out of their mind. Out of their mind. Um, Bulbasaur is the most positive you can be about a Pokemon. Look it's at perfect. that little it's guy. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon 1, Bulbasaur, nailed it. Close this whole thing down. I guess you are right. Eevee was second, but my thing is, like, there's Pikachu, and then there's a bunch you could argue. I guess also holds up with Charizard being way closer to Eevee than Pikachu is to uh, Eevee. Um, but you were technically correct. Eevee is the number two on this list. This, uh, the best kind of correct. List. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you out here doing fucking Futurama references? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as um, we scroll further down, we get um, Lucario's the first non-gem one one. Yeah. Right after Squirtle. Uh, yeah. Then, I'm also right then Gardevoir. Gardevoir beats Snorlax somehow because people okay. are horny. Um, there's Umbreon. Garchomp, Dragonite, Gyarados, Absol. I didn't even heard of that. I'll have to guess him one day. Have we done Absol? Is Absol is Absol like next week? No, because we've only got the legendary. No, link. that's Gen three. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I must have missed it on my on my run. Um, Mudkip, Arcanine, Arcanine, Arcanine is fine, but I don't think of Arcanine as like popular Pokemon. Arcanine is not more popular than Ampharos. That's my um, Arcanine gets a lot of the old heads because it's like in the anime op and it's just like a very popular it's a cool pokemon i'm not anti-arcanine cool guy but uh amphros i know i'm i understand i'm just telling you why it's like this mm -hmm. and then the last one they have on their data is uh torterra same mm -hmm. but there you go that's that's the pokemon check-in Someone comments uh, yeah. saying Snorlax is the best boy. He is a big boy. He is a sleepy boy. He is the perfect boy. And that's just all true. <laughs> God. Anyway. Yeah, video games. Video games. So you've been going through it. Yeah, so incident has happened in the... Okay. <laughs> um, my wrist really hurts. Uh, yes. And it's been started at the beginning of the year when I was playing too much of the PlayStation 5 with this fucking terrible controller, uh, which has like a convex way of bending, and so your wrist sits at a bad angle. It's too big for me. Um, many reasons. Not comfortable. It was giving me RSI. I stopped, I stopped playing PS5 as much. Uh, I thought that would handle it, but uh, going through Earthbound last month, just like suddenly, like real bad RSI. Don't quite know what's up. We think it's just a wrist, like I've sprained it somehow, and I have to like really take a few months off. Uh, unclear. Mm. I'm, I'm doing the stretches. I'm using the exercise bands i don't know you know i'm trying to get like an actual doctor scene but if it, a, a gp will just say you know do the stretches i don't fucking know i'm not a wrist specialist <laughs> um yeah so i'm doing all the right things but that does mean that uh it's difficult to play video games on this video game podcast yes um 
like mother three uh i was in bed i had the brace on and I, my, my hand was just burning the entire time it was really bad um that was when i took like a like two weeks of just not touching a controller at all uh and i've since come back to play survival kids obviously uh but it's still it's still really bad and i'm like this sucks this is not really tenable in a way that i was hoping um so i guess the announcement is that we're tragically cancelling the year of handhelds because i can't hold yeah. them <laughs> yeah uh um which uh you know it's fine the thing about this one um the the games that we were really excited to do we will eventually go, go back yes to we do. will one That's day not... do aria of sorrow when i can hold a game boy and yes fiddly get an i SP still want to play hand. legend of the river king we will do that at some point probably yes um um but also gotta admit doing all these because we're not doing large games we really ran up against like all of the notable games are like we're not doing edition odyssey it's 50 hours we don't have time for that um there's a lot of great handheld games that are very long and just not what we're gonna do and like the other if they're not really long they're nintendo games and we we're trying not to do nintendo games um fucked up honestly how much they most of the big games in handheld space are genuine classics but they're all from nintendo <laughs> uh yes um as opposed to today's on which is the most so konami made a fucking nintendo game <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, which is a shame, but um, it, it won't affect the podcast too much. Uh, I can still, like, I've got, I, I bought a nice ergonomic keyboard when this started, uh, and I got a vertical yep. mouse, so I'm better on the computer than I am on video games, so we're going to switch to do more of those uh, yeah. games with a keyboard and a mouse and games that aren't, like, intensive action games. For a couple months. For a couple we months. intend to, you know, we will go back to normal as soon as Jackson's wrist is not fucked. I mean, yes, I I, I need to see a wrist doctor of some kind when I can, NHS is falling apart. That's It's a hard thing to do. In lieu of getting an actual professional, I'm doing all the right things, doing all the right stretches, yes. and hopefully one of those sides will work out eventually, because I don't quite know the issue, right? Um, yep. But uh, doing all the right things, not I don't want to like completely permanently ruin my response by trying to play too many action games. That seems yes. like a bad way to live life. Yep. Um, but, like I say, it's not like I... Like, I, if, if, I, if, it, if it comes to it, I can put my brain on and do stuff, right? Like, I'm just trying not to overextend and back away if uh uh if i have to so that's that's the plan here yep uh, uh that's it that's the announcement uh, but you you've been playing video games despite saying i'm not gonna play video games i've been playing pokemon but that's really it what yeah. else have i been playing well how's pokemon it's i'm still in gen 4 it's going much slower because so speaking of of this exact thing <laughs> so my wrist hurts holding handheld stuff is, is difficult but pokemon in gen 4 switched to a touchscreen system so i can mostly play with one hand using the l button for most things and sometimes the touchscreen yes. <laughs> it's yeah. actually kind of the perfect game when you have a wrist problem is the ds pokemon games yes uh it's slower with one hand but it's it's okay i can put a podcast on in the background um mm -hmm. i'm like 20 hours and six gyms in because this game's so much fucking slower and longer than the other games uh who's your who's your guys who do you like uh i have a grand total of two guys at this point man modern pokemon huh um i will be expanding into other guys shortly uh phrasing um i will be <laughs> i will be adding this other is a guys. family friendly podcast other than we swear a lot please other than we swear too much um so I have a um I went with a what's the the grass I have it's a Torterra right now I've forgotten what the first yes. one was Torterra rules uh, Torterra's so. great you got earthquake that kills everyone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> only ten uses but that's enough uh 
And then I have uh, Luce, Luce, whoever the Shinx fully evolves into, because I think Shinx is one of the best, cutest Pokemon designs. That's a, a fantastic cat. Um, when I ran into Shinx, I was like, "That's uh, Luxray, amazing!" Isn't it? Luxray, Luxray, yes, Luxray. Yeah. Uh, so those two are carrying me. Um, I'm I'm always surprised Luxray is not half dark. Looks dark like a dark. Type. It does look like a dark. Type. I I have um, a dark move. It can use dark moves. I mean, you can. Okay. I assume everyone can use any move or not not any move, but the the move the move lists are not done by type. That's just a move. Yeah, list. but you you want the stab off it, right? Yes. So it's important to uh, uh, type prop properly. But the the stab on the electric stuff is great because I was carried through Gen two by an Amphros, uh and um, Luxray is playing this role here. Uh, gonna go get a Polipper so I can because here's the problem here's the real problem with gen 4 there are so many hms in this game holy shit that's true that is true like you need eight on at least on 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 ready to go on tap uh uh Bidoof slash barrel specifically because gains water type will do a lot of those yes i need to level up my Bidoof um because my Bidoof had cut then i took my Bidoof out because level three and useless uh, but now oh, i will you have torterra i was like roserade's really good but you have torterra so that's not really i'm looking down the list of pokemon here yeah i, w- I want a um wing so i can uh that'll do like surf and a bunch of other stuff and launch crow's pretty good like just actually for use mm-hmm. uh, when i played i use bronzong bronzong's fun i love bronzong uh, Bronzong is a cool Pokemon. Yeah, I, I want Wingo so I can do Surf and Fly on the same Pokemon, but or it can also be useful as a Pokemon and not just uh, carrying HMs. Um, I I don't like Lucario, but Lucario can like single handedly win the game. Um, yeah, I I have a level one hundred Arceus waiting in my um in bo- in my oh, thing because I go. I can I I so because I have um I have my three DS I can just turn on the events. Uh, and I'm going. To, I'm not going to use them to beat the game or cheat through the game, uh, but I will do all the events and then copy all the Pokemon forward into Pokemon Home like I was there in 2007. Right. This is this is a gen where they just didn't add that many Pokemon. Like a lot of them are like, there's some baby forms, there's some new evolutions. I it just feels thin. Like the new new guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the only. I'm fairly sure this is the only like third version that expands the Pokedex. Because mm-hmm. um, in Platinum, which I'm playing, it's um. It's like 200, uh, and the the initial version was apparently really limited. Like, there was only one either electric or water type. I think a water... I don't remember. There was only one certain type thing. I'm like, which one? Because it can't be either of those. I've, I've already got it. I don't remember. Uh, but there were limited things of, like, you, are, you only have one Pokemon if you choose to counter in the regional decks. Uh, yeah. Because it was fairly limited, is, is what I understand. Um, Platinum expands that a little bit. Uh but it is it is a weird game. I, I quite like it. I don't think it's anywhere near as good in the, like... Um, Emerald is frictionless. That's one of the most frictionless RPGs I've ever played. Goes down real easy. This one's slower and a bit more annoying. But I still I still like it. Um, it's, it's Pokemon. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll keep working on those in the background. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for Gen 5 when I get there. In what way? In, in that there's two games. There's two video games. Or the other one, like, I don't have to play Diamond and Pearl, then Platinum. I just play Platinum. But Black and White, there's, there's a Black and White 2. Oh, yeah, you do need to play the sequel, yes. I have not played Black and White 2. Because I'm uh, skipping the remakes, right? Like, I don't need to play Heart yeah. God. One day I may, in my life. But yeah, but... My goal is to just... People really like Black and White 2, and I just don't know. I never played that one, so... Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's interesting to me, because I'm only going through the story modes and, like, touristing through so I can enjoy the new one when it comes out, um uh what my experience is is not all like a pokemon fan really cares about all the other stuff the like yes. the things that you will spend your six months to a to a year playing a pokemon game actually doing uh which is not necessarily one-to-one 
in line with the quality of the main campaign. Um, like, the reason people like uh, these games so much is because of the Battle Frontier stuff that I'm just not engaging with, at least in this at this point. Maybe one day in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But even just playing them, going through the story as very casual RPGs, they're a good time. That, that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Pocket Monsters. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of things I have, I haven't finished. So I got to go with what I've finished. I'm, I've been in a gaming hole. You have. You took my gaming energy. I had a, there was another podcast that came out where I was talking about uh, Hollow Roxia. That came out this month. It's been a long month. Oh, God. That has been a long month. Ha- Did I talk about Elden Ring last podcast? I have no idea. No, I don't. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But I, I, I stopped. I finished it. I Mother 3. Uh, it's not listed on here. Uh, man, that might have been since then, right? Because that might have been when all the rest stuff was. Re- God, is that really this month? Jesus. Okay. Uh, I I have no other take other than I got past the capital and the game got boring and bad, and I was like, I have to keep playing it. It was fine. It was good, and they clearly ran out of money and stretched too far, and I don't have to keep forcing myself against the bad areas and the like, kind of shittier bosses. Um, I can just enjoy. I can just stop playing a video game. You did this two times with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> You don't have yeah. to finish these big explorey games. Yeah. I literally got to where it's like, oh, it's time to tackle Ganon's castle. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to. I'm fine. <laughs> it's kind of literally how it felt with, um, I don't remember. Like I, I got to Melania and Melania, uh, was too hard for me. Obviously I just wanted to see how it was, but I got to it. I got to that boss fight by like running past all the, uh, enemies in the area. And I was like, I'm barely engaging with the stuff. I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done with the video game. I'll just like it less if I keep forcing myself through it. It's fine to be done with the video game before the video game is done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just watch the rest of the cutscenes. So now I am in a post Elden Ring world. Um, and if I ever go back, it won't be to like to complete it. Right. It won't be hanging over me. I'll just play it one day again, maybe, or maybe not. Who knows? So that's, that's that one all done. Anyway, you go back on your on your epic gaming quest. So, uh, on the last episode, I mentioned that I was playing House and Fate of Morgana. I finished that uh, shortly after the episode came out. Um, it's really good. There is like a maybe on doing a podcast about that. Um, I don't. I don't think it's actually going to happen. But uh, I do have someone who said they would do it with me. Um, but if it doesn't happen, Fate of Morgana is a visual novel that uh, is on PC and. PlayStation and Switch. I played a Switch version, which packages together all of the various side stories and one thing that I think is exclusive for the Switch version. Um, it's like some side stories at the end, or maybe it's the sequel thing. I don't remember. Um, and it is like a kind of a gothic horror, very light on horror. I mean, horror in the sense that like bad things happen to people and they're very sad and it's kind of ghosty. Not that there's like anything scary in it. Um, story about people through the ages all getting trapped in this house that causes your life to fall apart. Um, and it's really, that's good. where I live. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like it a whole lot. I think it's like an incredibly good game. Uh, it's not particularly long um, as giant famous visual novels go. I think my time was like 20, 20 ish hours, give or take. Um, which uh, how long to beat always lists. Everything is way too long. I think I just read really fast. Um, you you do read fairly fast. That is true. Yeah, um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna play those. The, there's like a prequel and then a sequel and then some side matter that's all packaged up, and I will play those eventually and talk about them when I get to them. Um, but that's good. Uh, what else? Um, 
I played Paradise Killer. Oh, yeah, I want to play that. That seems really cool. Which is the uh, 2020 um, investigation platformer slash visual novel by Kaizen Gameworks. Mm -hmm. In which you're on Island 24, uh, which is like a pocket universe that all of these like semi- semi-omnipotent being they're kind of like gods but they're not gods because they're actual gods that are like unknowable but they, they have they're like a pantheon of like super beings keep building these like meant to be pocket universes to be make the perfect one and when it turns out this one's not perfect they blow it up uh kill all the mortals and move to a new one um <laughs> and in the week leading up to them moving to the next one which they think might actually be the perfect one maybe they figured it out this time someone came in and killed the entire ruling council and so they brought in their investigator who had been um, locked up in a penthouse for three million years because she uh, got deceived by a god, which is like the one thing you can't do. Um, mm -hmm. And they're like, well, now you're back and you have to figure out who killed all the council. And you've got like two days to do it and everyone's ready to go. This is it's a like, great setup. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so you walk around this big like kind of vapor wavy island uh interrogating the other members of the pantheon who you all used to have very complex relationships with but you haven't been there for three million years so they've just kept going um and try to figure out who's guilty um and also you're running around platforming to collect evidence and like currency to buy like sodas and upgrades for your computer and the like world explorer it's like what if mist was like had orbs basically but there's no like puzzles but, like the vibe of a mist island what if it had orbs what if the whole <laughs> just thinking about me playing gravity rush and being like video games are about collecting orbs <laughs> paradise killer is a game i collected every orb i love I, to collect uh, orbs I... the only achievement i don't have on that game is uh there's an achievement for speed running it in 10 minutes where you just when you're given your task to investigate you just accuse the person who's clearly not the person who's guilty that they give you as the guilty person and then finish the game quickly and i was like i don't really know if i want to do that um but um, yeah, I just naturally got everything else because I was—I really just liked exploring the island. I think the vibe is great. Um, I think it's a really cool game. It's on Game Pass, so nice. Um, let's see. Um, go back to my backlog and see what's up. So, um, <laughs> I played the pedestrian a little bit last night. Hang on. Oh, is that the is that the one with the signs? Yes, with the signs. The one that looks, um, I look at the game and I'm like, this, how is this not a PSN game from 2009? It feels like that. Just, and then I played an hour of it. And I was like, I see what this is doing. And then I stopped. <laughs> it's fine. I like those games, but I also bad. do that every it's time. Just like, with them. <laughs> it's extremely one of those. There's like the jump. I mean, because it's like just a puzzle game about like, it's literally about lining. Like a lot of the times you're on like a, like a. Like you're on a tableau of like a, a, a wall where there's like three different signs and you have to like rearrange them because you have to connect doors and you have to be able to draw straight lines that aren't blocked by other signs to connect doors to go between signs. Um, and so it ends up being like more about that than the platforming. If it was just a platformer, I think I'd like it a little more, but uh, it was fine. It's totally fine. That was also on Game Pass. I was just like, I could I give this a shot. I've been meaning to give it a shot and then I probably won't like it and I can delete it. And that was right. I thought it was fine but not my taste. Um, speaking of games that feel like they fell out of uh, 2009 or early, like downloadable content. I played stray hot new game stray. That's true. You did um, last week uh, as we're recording this, I guess two weeks now I had a, um, 
I had a tooth crack and I had to go get emergency dental surgery on it. That was a pain. And as I was recovering from that, I was like, I'm going to upgrade to uh, the new PlayStation whatever for for like $3 um, and get some downloads. PlayStation Plus Extra? Extra, I think it's called. I believe that is the middle tier, yes. Yeah. I did not I did not spring for premium because I looked at what that got me and I was like, I can emulate most of the stuff I care about. Here, so <laughs> they did put all that fucking garbage... Um like ps1 and psp games on their highest tier even though i'm not paying for those you haven't put any things on there you're i have a vita sucks. and a psp i have I'm, a vita I'm, I'm literally i've literally after we record today going to finish fate extra so i can talk about it next month uh yes but like man that that, that being the premium tier is like goddamn guys disaster yeah Anyway, I got I got that, and I, I mainly I was like, I'm just going to play some random shit that I don't feel vested in. Uh, I'll talk about the big game I played after this, but Stray came out this week, um, and I, I played it. I, I played half of it, and then I watched the rest on YouTube, which tells you how I feel about Stray. Um, Stray is a um, puzzle platformer by Blue 12 Studio in which you play a cat that uh, falls down. It's like post-post-apocalyptic. It's like reclaimed, like you know, last of us grass over all of the ruins kind of thing. Um, and a cat falls down into an undercity that has a bunch of robots in it. The robots are in like this, this like slum slash enclave that is being guarded by remnants of the old world. That's keeping them all in and weird tick monsters that can eat the robots um, that like make them. So they can't like stray out into the dark, to try to find a way to escape because they'll get devoured by the monsters. Uh, this cat falls in and ends up working with with the ro- gets a little robot buddy like a little drone that attaches to its backpack and uh, is like you can help me and the cat just listens for whatever reason I, I don't ask questions um, and ends up helping the robots work to escape find the surface reconnect with humanity who knows it's like up in the air um, the cat part is like mostly really fun it's like it is about stealth and light platforming and that you automatically climb like when you're near a climbing object a little x will appear over it and you can hit x and you can chain together jumps that stuff ends up feeling kind of like a, like modern issue not modern modern but like mid-period assassin's creed where you're just like flow stating your jumps by hitting the flow state button you know yeah that makes sense um and that stuff's like navigating the space as a cat is is often pretty fun. It's like a nice looking game going through the environments, uh, but it is mostly a game when it's not about like sewer stealth sections where you're avoiding like robot drones that want to shoot you. Um, about doing side quests for robot villagers and them telling you their story about how like these four guys tried to escape once and then they all couldn't figure it out, so they broke up and now their kid like. The kid of one of them is trying to figure it out and use your help and you need to encourage the, his dad to help with the project and um i don't care that's the problem with video games like this i don't care about stories like this they're like a dime a dozen i they didn't do anything because it's just like text screens and some robot guys staring at you i just was not there's no buy-in there's just not enough character for me to like care um and so i, I bounced off i thought it was very dull that's yeah that, that checks out to me if you want to play like a, you know, a reasonably, it's like three or four hours long sci-fi story about some robots and post-human humanity and what, like, just, you know, trying to figure it out. It's not like deep. There's no, like, no one brings out the philosophy guns or the science twists. It's just like, they want to get out of the city and then they, they need to figure it out and you help them. Um, it's fine. I just think it's kind of rote. The game itself, uh, there's been a lot of like, oh, is it a, is it a puzzle game? Is it a silk game? What it is, is a Naughty Dog game. It's just a low budget Naughty Dog game. 
and I mean that in like the nicest way. I, I kind of like the way most Night Dog games play. Um, if you like running around in detailed environments, but following a very linear path that involves some light platforming and some very light puzzle elements and some light stealth, this is that's what Stray is. Stray is just Last of Us, but you don't fire a gun. Um, there's been some talk about this is a game with a gun. You get a like UV light that blows up the ticks when the light the sunlight hits them. Um, yeah, that was. And it has very limited. You like have to like strobe burst it because it has very limited ammo. Um, so it ends up feeling like you're shotgunning a bunch of like head crabs, but it's still like a light. Well, there was a there was the wave of people making out like this game which proves that we don't need violence in video games, and they all hit the combat. And we're like ah, um, but then that led to a bunch of posts going like they, I can't believe they gave the cat and Stray a gun, which led to my imagination going off and going like they should give the cat with Stray a fucking Glock. Um, yeah, which they do not do. Uh, they do not do. Say, yeah. I got a Roboto. That game has oh, a gun. Has a fucking gun. Okay, let's go. <laughs> that game's shorter, has very little story, and is really good. I uh, got a Roboto. Highly recommended. Um, that's a nice little Metroidvania. Um, I do like. Um, so yeah, uh, I ended up playing half of it, and then got, I got I was doing too many side quests for robots I didn't care about. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna watch wrestling on YouTube, and uh, felt like I missed absolutely nothing. So. I mean, like, the thing with that style of Naughty Dog game, right, is um, obviously in, in their versions, there's a bunch of complicated combat mechanics, which um, in, let's say, in Uncharted, drag the game down because they're fucking bad. Uh, I, I like the stealth bits in Last of Us more. I haven't played Last of Us 2 because, you know, many reasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is just one of the, the, doesn't have the combat, so it just, I assume, just has, like, it has puzzles, but the puzzles are more... In, in the the Naughty Dog mode of puzzles to me are like their goal is not to challenge the they are to give you something to do to make it so you're not just holding forward experiencing like art and space but they're mostly about proceeding through like levels that have been designed you look at them uh is generally how i think about those games which i don't think i don't mean that as like an insult right like that that is what they do they're pretty good at that Mm-hmm. You move through the space, you go to a new building, get a new vista, you see a new bit of art. Yeah, on some level, like, I, I enjoy this when it's, like, chill enough and doesn't ask too much of me. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't actually like doing, like, shootouts and stealth sequences that much, I'll be honest. Right, when I try to force suddenly starts, starts having actual combat, like, seven chapters, and you're like, Jesus Christ, can I skip every one of these? I actually really like Uncharted 4 specifically. I think it's probably the best Uncharted, but me, yes. me too, but not the part where I'm firing a gun at the thing. Yeah. I like when I'm doing yes. the easiest puzzles in the world and my wife's complaining at me. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but not for like normal wife reasons. Mostly like, why didn't you bring me along to kill these guys? I'd kill a motherfucker. I don't care. We literally met killing Involve guys. Me. I'm your wife. <laughs> why are you being weird we about We met this? because you were killing guys. Like, I know what you do. <laughs> God, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're talking about Nathan Drake instead of Stray, so that tells you everything you need to know about Stray. <laughs> um, it seems totally fine. We're being me. It feels weird because, like, it is a small indie game, right? Uh, not that small, yes. but it is relative to its attention and the um, like light that's being cast on it. A relatively small indie game, which makes yeah. the standards a little unfair. I think that it is like of it is like of the tier of your like like we talked about with um pedestrian or like contrast or you know like it's like a really small team it, like it looks really nice because they're working on unreal and unreal really easy to make things look nice and if you you know the engines like a game looking nice is not a sign of like money at this point right no because like you, <laughs> can, you can make a few assets look really good if you're yeah. really smart about it um, um the main thing is like 
this is a game about helping robots escape from a city underground in a post-human world. Mm -hmm. um, the part you play as a cat feels almost incidental. And I feel like they, when they realized, when they made a cat game and when the ads started talking about a cat wandering through, I think it sold a different experience than most people got. Um, and I think it, it like blew it up beyond the game's capacity to withhold like discourse about it. Like people are talking about like, this is what it means to have games of violence or what does the ending fail the premise, blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is, this is just, it's a three hour game about helping robots. It's not, it's not meant, it just can't sustain this, right? It's not a that game company that game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't think it's coherently constructed enough in that way to talk, to withstand the scrutiny it's getting because there are no fucking video games. Uh, yes. And there's, there's not a critique of Stray, just the position of it in the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's genuinely sometimes some games hit ads that blow them up and they get more attention because there's nothing else around them. And it ends up hurting the game because it's just a modest game about some stuff and people held on to the other thing. The, the part where it's a game about being a cat, genuinely like 20% of the game. It's really not that important to the rest of it. Um, mm -hmm. Every once in a while you get to scratch something. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. I like the adaptive triggers, I guess. But um, that's it. Um, the, the main game I played this month is Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales when I got that PlayStation Extra. Yeah. I did not play this because I... Played... I did not play Marvel's Spider-Man. <laughs> I... Okay, so just to set the stage, uh, I played Marvel's Spider-Man and I truly hate that game truly disappointed <laughs> me on an elemental level uh like all the story is about how peter's a cop and cops are good and all the prisoners are evil and you should need to clear new york city of the genetic filth it's you think i'm exaggerating i'm barely exaggerating christ that game's yes. bad um but then my, my biggest disappointment uh was that the, sw the swinging sucks the swinging is so bad it is all about immediate satisfying feel and there's no like ability to fail there's no you know everyone wants a spider-man 2 swinging back they're never going to bring it back i it doesn't I feel good. swinging this was fine but i also just i went from one point to the next point i did some tricks in between did that game have like a combo trick system uh it had so, it's had some but i think they expanded it in miles morales okay um it was just fun to do combos in between like doing stuff my, my old thing is, is the like hold release single trigger uh web swing has always felt bad because I started with Spider-Man 2, and they've somehow, for not a single game, brought that control system back. Um, because most people wouldn't like it, is the answer. It's better than all the other... You can charge up a jump while on a web, into a web... It's, I just want another game like that. Uh, and I think that... I know that my complaints would not have been fixed in Miles Morales because my complaints are weird, esoteric complaints of a fan of a 20-year-old game about yes. <laughs> web swinging. So, so gameplay-wise, it's fine. Looks great. I really like it. It's like a very nice-looking game. Um, the, um, the, the combat, which is what... It, like, swinging is not that important. It's mostly a combat game. It's mostly about doing Batman shit. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean that was my other complaint is that I like actual action games. So when you put animation locked combat, where when you press a punch button, you don't hit the people in front of you. You hit the animation enemy that is locked. You know, you go into a different universe. And you're going yeah. To hit so the one thing hit. about Miles specifically is really early on you unlock the Miles specific stuff, which is his electric venom attacks, and mm -hmm. then like midway in you get the camouflage. So most of the game, especially in the back half, is going into facilities inside. Uh, or rooftop like areas that are very like Batman room laid out and from the rooftops doing like self takedowns. Cause you get a thing where you can like see if enemies are being seen by other enemies. So you can know if you're going to break stealth when you do your execution on them. Yeah. Um, 
and just doing executions over and over. You can you you can you can camouflage down and then sneak up on a guy and hit him and then zip back up because your camouflage if you do attacks will like rapidly decrease, but you can get one in. Um, so you just do a takedown and zip back out and no one sees you. How um, regularly would you say you are forced into like long combat scenarios without the Arkham stealth system? Because the stealth system is there in Spider-Man, but like you would probably take out two or three guys, but then you'd go into a real brawl. I cleared multiple, like probably at 10 rooms of at least 12 guys without ever breaking stealth in that game. Okay, so this seems well, like... There, there's much more just straight combat stuff in Spider. It seems like they like. So when you get into combat, the main thing there is you have like a like you know your attacks and your like webbed swings and your like web disables, but it all builds to and you can like if you do like a tenant combo, you get a finisher move, which is the big flashy finisher. I assume that's in the original game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also building every time you take damage or do damage, building your venom meter, which allows you to do your big venom attacks, which are like a. It's like it's like a stinger with an AOE. It's like a big like ground slam with a bigger AOE, um, which stuns enemies, makes them take more damage when they get stunned, and also does like a you can upgrade it to get like a chain effect where if you like throw an enemy that's like stunned with the venom, it'll pass the venom onto those enemies. So you're just like tearing through groups of enemies rapidly. Oh, okay. They they okay. That that does not fix my issue with the combat field, but it does in a, in a numbers way. I'm sure they understand why fighting every yes. guy one on one do the same finishing move is the most boring thing. Yeah. On Earth. So I did I did a couple of like you know you hit yeah 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 and then throw them or whatever. Yeah. Um. That's mo. That's like maybe the first like hour of the game, and after that you're all doing crazy electric powers. Okay, that's the stuff throughout. they added. That sounds much better. Yeah. Um, which will not solve the problem where like it's a it's a game about doing Batman style combat yes. and that's just like fundamentally not that interesting to me. But I didn't hate it. Um, the main thing for me is I thought the story was like really good. I feel like for the first time ever, literally ever, I understand why people like Spider Man. I don't understand how you've taken so long because it's he's Spider Man. He's the thing is because my introduction to Spider Man was the Sam Raimi movies. I've always understood it as like kind of like a tongue in cheek pastiche of like ah he's golly gee shucks sixty Spider Man. Um, there's just like a bit of like, not irony, but like kitsch to like the, the, the Raimi stuff Yeah, that always colored what people like about Spider-Man to me. But there's, there's still movies about like nice boy where nothing goes right for him trying to be a superhero. Yeah. But it's because he lives in a weird fake sixties version of New York that also takes place in 2003. Right. <laughs> yes. Like the, the, the crime starts happening and he can't get into the musical where his girlfriend is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, uh, there's just, there's just a level of like archness. Yes. Almost camp to, to Raimi's Spider-Man that I find delightful. But it does mean when people are like, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, I'm like, that guy? He's like goofy. It's like fun. But like that guy, you really like invest in that guy. And uh, Miles Morales does it for me. Mm -hmm. This one, this game, not even like into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was fine, but it had its problems. Like this story did it. I'm like, oh, I get it. I mean, into the Spider-Verse, I haven't seen the Spider-Verse because I'm bad at doing anything. But I assume that is a story about a story about five different Spider-Men across the universe cannot, by definition, be about the like low stakes version of why people like Spider-Man in his normal status yeah. quo. So I want to talk a bit about the actual story of this because okay. you had, we had heard it. Um, I had in rough when it came out. I, yeah. yeah, when it came out, I, I looked up what happened. Um, yeah. I kind of shook my head. Uh, so um, all the main things are true. Your dad was a cop um he died at some point he's dead in this spoilers um, obviously um for yeah anyone listening um your mom is running for city council mm -hmm. or um 
because she wants to, you know, be part of the neighborhood as new money's moving in. There's like an evil guy who just looks like the most evil man. He's like straight out of like, he's like, what if Paul Walker was still alive and got kind of pudgy and is an evil executive? I wish Paul Walker was still alive and got kind of pudgy. I'm going to see if I can find this guy. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me get a picture of him for you. His name is Simon Krieger, if you want to look this up. Simon Krieger? That's K-R-I? Uh, K-R-I-E-G-E-R. Yeah, if you want to Google him and search him. Um, he does look like Paul Walker if he got kind of pudgy. <laughs> Yeah, I wish Paul. Like I said, I wish Paul Walker had survived to go kind of pudgy. That'd be way better. Yeah, this guy. This guy sucks. He 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 he. He's so he's he's like running a clean energy thing that wants to come in. Turns out his clean energy makes people sick. Whatever. Um, Miles's childhood friend Finn, who is this girl whose brother was working on this project, and when she realized her brother was getting sick, and like he developed it, he like made it, and then he started getting sick, and his team started getting sick, and they want to shut it down. And Krieger and his like team of like cyber troopers that he just owns because all companies are pmcs and superhero universes and the real world <laughs> in the real world, they just hire the real cops they don't need to have their own pmcs they do also um, need to have their own pmcs some of them um some of them uh but um uh so she, because he like he stops them and her her brother dies and so this is when like miles goes to his charter school or whatever they could fall out of touch um, his dad dies like they meet again after a couple years They're like oh what have you been doing she's like oh, I kind of like you know I, I dropped out of my robotics program um, and that's because she is um, she is now the tinkerer the villain of the the story who is building like an underground the gang is literally called underground with all of her like robotics to try to take down this group mm-hmm. um, and um, she wants to sabotage she wants to sabotage the clean energy and blow up the facility and then they will they'll be forced to admit that it's like dangerous like get the information it's gonna break in get the information reveal it blah 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 in doing this um krieger finds out that what she, like what she's going to do and like overcharges the reactor so when she blows it up it's going to actually blow up all of harlem she doesn't know that anyway it's gonna blow up all of harlem where everybody lives and then he's just gonna get to land develop the whole thing even if he loses this thing he'll win the war right everyone dies and he just gets to come in and be like oh we're gonna clean up the whole place and now it's all gonna be owned by me um uh real like you know scummy real world land development stuff um the reason that like miles cannot um reason with her is because uh at some point he reveals that he's spider-man and that they've been at odds and she already doesn't trust him because you know he's been trying to stop her as spider-man and lie he like snuck into her secret gang and said he wanted to join up and help her fight the good fight and then immediately was like actually what i want you to do is the right thing and turn yourself in and she was like why do you why are you like this you know that this is the right thing to do um and the main conflict is not about stopping her because she's right but too much it's specifically um he wants to live up to the legacy of peter parker and his dad being a cop and peter parker went on vacation to europe with mary jane for a week the, the game takes place over a week where peter parker's on fucking vacation um and he's like what is it? he's like and as he goes around and does things at the beginning of the game everyone's like we want the we want a real spider-man you're not real spider-man you're new spider-man fuck you who are you why, why are you helping me and he's like no I'm, I'm you know the other guy's out of town i'm trying to do my best and everyone slowly like comes around or whatever but he just believes he has to live up to being peter parker not failing peter parker's ideal of doing the good thing and his dad's idea of what like and his mom i guess also his idea of like what being a good citizen is um at the same time he's discovering his uncle's the prowler and his like childhood sweetheart is a villain who's genuinely correct and just not knowing how to square those two things because 
he wants to help her, but she won't trust him now that because he blew up her trust trying to do Peter Parker shit. Um, she won't listen to him and now everyone's going to die. Um, and I think the stuff about like trying to, because he's like a 17 year old trying to do society's idea of the right thing and it just doesn't apply or work for him. That's the thing I was like, Oh, I get it now. It's like, he's just doesn't know who he is yet. I mean, that's the thing about Spider-Man. He doesn't know what the fuck he's about. Yes. That, that, that's, that is Spider-Man, especially the young Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, Oh, I see it now. <laughs> I mean, this is what's sep- what genuinely separates the good Spider-Man writers from the bad Spider-Man writers is the ones that understand that, like, the Spider-Man villains almost universally, not all the time, like, Green Goblin's a fucking shitbag. Um, yeah. But a lot of them are just, like, small-time criminals who are struggling with the same problem Spider-Man is of being yes. poor and yes. wanting to live in New York City. Um, yes. And when you get writers that understand that and, like, have to... Like and then like some of the you know Bendis is not necessarily one of these guys. I read a lot of Ultimate Spider Man. I like it, but uh, he is not very good at all that because <laughs> he is dumb. Yeah. He's the one you know. He comes up with Miles and immediately is why we have the Prowler being his like criminal family and then the cop family and this is the yeah. the battle the, the, of the, this this black kid's soul. That's all Bendis. So you know the, dumb the guy. way the way the ga- this game plays it is like. At the first, he's like, oh, why is Uncle Aaron not allowed to come over for dinner, right? Like, his mom doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't know that he's a criminal. He finds out that he's the Prowler because he runs into him. And the Prowler's doing jobs for this uh, corporate corporate guy. Um, but he does jobs for everybody, right? Like, he just, he's just like a mercenary, like, thief, ne'er-do-well kind of guy. Yeah. Um, um, but he, he, once he, re- he, like, immediately spots that Spider-Man's his... his nephew because he he talks he like he like he works at like a train station he spider-man does something for him. he's like oh you're miles how's it going like i can't believe you're doing this now oh <laughs> uh, and he's like oh <laughs> tries to run away um and um he just comes across as like an like he's he's like a guy that sometimes spider-man's gonna have to fight but it doesn't he doesn't like feel betrayed it's not like uncle aaron how could you why are you a bad guy it's like oh my uncle does some stuff i don't approve of but we're still family mm-hmm. and like um he like ends up helping and once his mom finds out he's spider-man he's like i'm i should have told you whatever i'm sorry and she's like no you, like i don't care that you're spider i care that you're like believing in yourself and not actually a bum running around like skipping class for good reason like what you're doing makes more sense now to me i hope you're safe like you know i'm always gonna love you whatever and just like being a character has to understand that the world isn't isn't good for him or people around him and like understanding that his mom has chosen a path that is like very like respectable but that might that has its own shortfalls and he's gonna he's gonna have to live in a space where he navigates people who do more evil than him and do more societal good quote unquote than him and he's got to straddle both and it's hard it's just good it's like a good morality tale of like what it is to be a person in the world that like lives in a world where not everything's clear-cut and i think it fucking nails it uh yeah no like i said that's that's generally the good spider-man stuff because when i because when i when i heard about this game uh, I looked at what happened, but I only got the broad strokes and was like, oh, he has to fucking beat up his friend who's just right, but okay. But I guess for our, as described, a situation where you ha- the final boss is just correct, but due to reasons, it's actually okay to beat them up because they just don't understand that this would... The final boss is like mad at, mad at you and mad at herself because blowing up this building will not bring her brother back and is taking that out on you because now that the thing's overloading she still just wants to punch someone 
that's the thing. That's the thing that matters. You have to get through to her because she's mm-hmm. like in grief. That's it. You know what? Doesn't actually, as described, does not make it sound better. That is every bad Marvel movie. Is It's about I know, grief and but trauma. I just think it works. I think they yeah. build up the character relationships where I'm just like, yeah, I like these characters. I think the game had, I wish it had like more story stuff, which is I never say about a video game. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying this is why at launch, I when described, I was like, I need to play that. Yeah. Um, it sounds um, better I thought it was pretty good. actually in the execution. Yeah. Yeah, it made so the thing about this is I was like, oh damn, this is cool. I can't read the Bendis Spider Man though. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I mean I, I like. I was say, like, I was like, where do I go from this? And the answer is probably nowhere. Honestly, uh, there, there's a lot of other Spider Man that does some of this stuff well. I really like uh, when it hits, but it does it hits at like maybe forty percent. Um, yeah, there's good stuff around like Peter realizes like. Peter keep, keeps coming into conflict with the kingpin, and the kingpin just gets out of jail, right? Like he's a fucking kingpin, um, mm-hmm. and realizing like I'm I'm no one. Uh, but then like Shield starts mattering too much. There's too many crossover things. It's modern Marvel. Uh, I don't know where the good, slightly older Spider-Man is. I I know yeah. like you can go read the fucking Clone Saga or something dumb. But that's, I don't... <laughs> that's genuinely the Spider-Man I'm most interested in reading. If I was gonna read some actual Spider-Man comics, that's it's the... always I've always thought the Clone Saga sounded cool as fuck. It so. sounds really cool. I agree with you. I will also one day probably read it. But I don't know where like, um, I, I don't know where just the, the platonic good Spider-Man story is. Like, what's that? Uh, what's the yeah. um that Superman? But the one where. It's out of the the one I read, Secret Identity, whatever that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what the equivalent of that is for Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I know. But. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I specifically was like, oh, what's the, what's like a good Miles Morales thing that isn't ruined by having an event happen three like months into it? And the answer is none, because that's how Marvel works now. Yeah, um, he's too recent. He starts out with Bendis know. in ways that are like, man, and then and even even this one. So that, you know, all this happens. I think it's really good. But then and then like at the end, your, your mom's like, you know, it's up to you to decide how you feel about people's lives. But you know, you can't judge them. Like what they do is their choice. You can't control them. You you can you can feel certain ways about, it, but you shouldn't judge them. And you just got to figure out your own way through the world. You're like, great. And then you go hang out with Peter Parker, who's like, yeah, me and MJ had a great time. And blah. And then there's like a tease of Green Goblin in the next game. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, it goes right back to bullshit then. I don't give a shit about Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man 2, right? I, I assume the writing team for Miles Morales is not the same. I assume the writing yes. team with Spider-Man 1 has more in common with Spider-Man 2 than Miles Morales. Yes. Because yes, I, yes, yes. I know like they, they brought, I know like Evan Narcisse is involved. And I know there's a whole team. Yes. I don't know who what it is exactly. But I yeah. do know that the Spider-Man 1 writer is god awful i assume this game does not have all oh, the cops from right the 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 uh not the cops the um the convicts from rags have escaped and we have to team up with the ny the heroic nypd to clean they new genuinely york have, i i there's like zero there's almost zero contact with real cops in this game like deliberately the people writing this were like well that fucking sucked let's not touch any of that you tap into the new cop surveillance towers and they're mostly pretty good in in man spider-man 2018 bad game seems like they wrestled a lot of that back for this one yeah 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 uh, like i said it's not like it's not like the best thing in the world but i uh i'm, I'm uh, like and I, like, I think the gameplay is very rote, but I ended up really, I'm really liking it. It made me understand why people like Spider-Man, which I didn't think was possible. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've tried to explain Spider-Man to you. It's very simple, but you, you've, you've, yeah, like, yeah. intellectually, I guess I get it, but. <laughs> but knowing everything I know about the stories of like Peter Parker, Spider-Man, I was like, what? I still don't get why people like this. Cause it still sounds bad. Um, yeah. And then half the comics that he's a tech company guy. Like, you know, I, under- yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get why you're dismissive. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it. That's what that's my lengthy games uh, played this month. Yeah, 
we're almost an hour in. <laughs> well, that means we barely have to say anything about our game club, which is good because it's pretty short. So um, let's just get into it. game club this month is survival kids the game boy color game uh published uh, by konami developed by konami uh that came out uh in 1999 uh, in all regions um, this game was uh suggested to me by our friend crystal who's been on an episode or two of this right yeah Pretty sure played wario land um, or whatever it was lauren and yeah yeah and something else there was something else crystal's on wasn't there uh, uh escape from butcher bay Oh, God, that was ages ago. Man, <laughs> classic of normal mappings. We did quite like Assault from Dark Athena. Didn't like Escape from Butcher Bay. That's my memory. Yeah, that was the funny reveal of doing that. Is that we like um, the, the one that everyone says is the lesser modern one more. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, what is this game, Jackson? This game is, uh, like I said, Konami Game 99. You play as one of two kids who shipwreck on an island and you must get off the island by exploring, um, finding food to keep your hunger, thirst, and fatigue from killing you, um, and from finding various items around the world and combining them through crafting into uh, new tools to explore new areas, to get new tools to unlock eventually a big boat and leave. Uh, along the way, you find uh, the other playable character who is also uh, shipwrecked on the island, and you can help them and nurse them back to health and uh, leave together at the end in the true ending, where you then get married 10 years later. <laughs> because <laughs> That is the ending I got naturally playing the game. Yes, that is the actual ending. There are seven other endings, but that that is the, yeah. the actual intended ending, the true ending. Yes. Uh, is you feed enough honey to this shipwrecked girl slash boy uh and uh they marry you 10 years later that's how it works give them a necklace give them a necklace um very funny but extremely light on plot that's the whole game <laughs> yeah yeah um so this uh this game is a top-down like screen-to-screen adventure game in the style of like specifically Link's awakening um instead of like normal health you have a hunger meter a life meter a thirst meter and a energy like an exhaustion meter that you all have to manage mostly by eating and drinking and you know if your exhaustion goes down you can sleep um but you'll find enough things around the world because uh you can eat grasses and plants you can cook um to if basically halfway through the game you can kind of just stay out as long as you want 
unless something goes really wrong and, and just eat grasses. Uh, the way the grasses and mushrooms and plants work is they have random effects every time you like roll the game. Um, so you'll try them once and like some will reverse your controls and some will poison you. But then, you know, just like a rogue, like what they do and you just eat the ones that are good for you and ignore the ones that are bad. Um, and you can also fish. I, I, I got the, I got to catch a fish once in the entire game. I think the fish fishing is so fucking broken. I was so confused. So we'll get into this later. This is a kind of a down the line mechanical thing. Yeah. But, uh, when I first fished in the spot where there was a fish, uh, and then I and I got nothing like three times in a row. I was like, well, clearly I have to go like maybe I have to find a bait. No, it's not. It it's just like it's the lowest success thing in the world. Um, yes. The actual way I got most of my food was shooting things with arrows. Uh, there's like animals that you find you can shoot them with an arrow. Um, though honestly, if you're just moving through the space fast enough, uh, the fruits and stuff will keep you pretty well done um, most of the time. Um, but everyone's not having a cured meat on you is not a bad idea because the meat goes bad really fast unless you mix it with grasses and then it like is preserved meat. And that lasts longer. Yes. But, um, but mostly it's like the common um, survival thing where you, you know, you get bark and a stick and you use that to make a kindling. You rub the bark and stick together and make a fire, which means you can make a fire anywhere, which helps you with cooking food. Um, uh, you know, you make a bow and arrow, you make a, you, you make a, a fishing rod out of obvious stuff you find around. Um, but it has the traditional RPG really limited inventory space. So it radically reduces your desire to turtle because you couldn't hold it all if you wanted to. Yes, you can't. Which is which is the secret to me with survival games is my default state is, well, I have to spend the first seven weeks here building up an infinite stock of food before I do anything, just in case. Um, it's really interesting in how much you can draw a line between this game and modern survival games and how much is already here but also how yeah. radically different it is yeah uh, like this game has crafting um yes but it functions far more like adventure game item yes. combinations than it put does stick like feather crafting. and sharp uh rock together and make a arrow yeah uh, in ways that i think are like often work but often are, like obtuse and yeah then I get annoyed, like, oh, I could have done that hours ago. Okay. Cool. Is oh, here's my question. Do you, there's like a bit where you go into like a Lost Woods little screen. Yes. Is there a way to know no. naturally how to do this in Lost Woods? Because I just looked it up. I mean, I I just figured it out. I didn't have to it's look up, it up. It's up, right, down, left, but I don't know how you would know that naturally without experimenting. I mean, you know when you're on a new screen, so you just have to remember what take you to a new screen okay not a repeat i was screen. just like is the does someone in the game tell you that that's the path or not i don't know i i did it by going through the screens a couple times realizing which ways took me like to a new screen and then okay. when i because i saw what was happening in the first one you have a monkey you can follow up yeah the monkey but that monkey's up. gone so i was like well this is a lost woods because uh, i you know i immediately went left and i was like oh it's lost woods and i looked up the solution because i was like i don't have time for this but i don't know how the game tells you that other than brute forcing it i guess it's not it's only four screens it's not that hard to do i guess i just brute forced it it was it was not difficult that was not yeah. like one of the uh particularly annoying bits yeah i was just curious if they found a way other than that no no um so yeah it's mostly that there's like a couple like mini games you play there's like your monkey knocks down um some fruit there's one where the monkey has to climb up to get a coconut um there's one where you throw a big rock in the water to get some fish to come up <laughs> so it seems to work better than a fucking fishing rod <laughs> it works so much better than a fishing rod um and uh and then there's like a a, a ruin where there's actual ass fucking zelda gate key puzzles <laughs> yes no the big climax of the game is an actual zelda dungeon <laughs> <laughs> yes but there's no 
Zelda mechanics. It's 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 no, so strange. It's just like standing on switches, um, like flipping switches, and then inexplicably sliding tile puzzles. <laughs> it honestly reminded me a lot of Pokemon. Uh, you know, what? yeah, absolutely. Because Pokemon is another game where, like, the, the overworld stuff doesn't have mechanics necessarily in the way you would think about them. Yet they do get really like involved with their dungeon oh, design. It kind of, it kind of like hits right at the same time as like Gold Silver, which I think is the start of this. So, like Ruins of Alf feels a lot like the stuff in this game. Yes, I just think of that because it's a, you know not just because I've yeah. been playing it, but also like it is a game. Gold where... Silver is ninety nine in Japan, right? I think it is. You got to ninety nine in Japan, same year. Yeah, um, it's just in the air at this point. <laughs> Uh, that makes sense, uh, but yeah, it's 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 so it's an interesting game. I ended up really liking it. I had a, had some frustrations with it, but I think ultimately, I just I just liked like getting into the routine of, uh, you know, I'm here. I've got my hut. I'm going to explore for a bit. Oh no, my hut got blown up. Um, mm-hmm. I think it being essentially a Link's Awakening style narrative game where uh, all your item combinations and item gathering is really just resident evil zelda style use keys to open doors to get to the next plot bit yes um so it's not minecraft i'm not like i get this to increase my weapons to do this right I'm my, it's not like my stats yeah. are increasing it's all just a narrative adventure puzzle but the light survival mechanics put like pressure on the way you explore space in an interesting way it's yeah especially early on before you realize how durable you actually are yes or just get like the skills to survive for a long time it's like there's a couple nights where i'm like I'm out of food. I'm like genuinely dying on my way into my hut where I stored some food. It's a bad time. Um, well, for me, in my, my initially, I didn't realize that the kindling, I could just use it. I was. You were looking for like fuel. I was looking. I was like, I have to w- dry my match because you get a wet match and you can't use the match. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, combine kindling. I kept trying to combine the kindling with dry grass so I could actually start a fire. Yeah. Um. But you use the dry grass for others, like so. There's there's a lot like that, like obscure things where some combinations will just work, and sometimes you'll be like, "This logic is just not in the game. It's either it's way simpler than you realize, and the game does not necessarily communicate that to you uh, when you're mm. looking at which one." Um, but uh, ultimately, I didn't really end up thinking that was too much of a problem. I I just it's the game's so much more simple than it presents. Right, you can survive for ages. Yes. Uh, all you're really doing is finding a couple things to unlock the next area to find some more things to get off the island. Um, and the survival layer is is just like very lightly structuring the exploration. Uh, so it never yes. feels overbearing. Uh, very cool game. Yeah. Because without the survival stuff, that game's like two hours long. <laughs> yeah, if that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you explore the, little, the very small island. There's a couple like one-way paths that you slowly like open up shortcuts around um that part where you just throw yourself off a cliff to get to the lower area every time very funny i love it it is very good um you know there's a bit where you can build a raft and go out and then you like you know it's clearly not going to work because it's a little raft on the ocean and then you wash ashore at a different part and that's you like find the other part of the island uh it's very cool um it's just like clearly like someone saw Link's Awakening and was like what if we focused on the part where Link's shipwrecked and made a game about it and that's really what it feels like yes um and it's really good. It, it does the thing that like I like about these kind of uh, survival slash time based games. Um, mm. In the, the what you're doing is very rote on some level. You're walking around yeah. and picking up things. There, are, the combat is almost non-existent. You are literally just walking around picking up things. Um, yeah. But because of the very light time pressure, even though it ultimately doesn't matter, and you can mostly just you could last a couple of days, honestly. Um, 
the actual like progression of gameplay is like i now understand the island better so i know the quick routes i know i can move diagonally through that bit to get faster there and like and so it feels satisfying to shave time off your like tr you you build up mental maps of this track will take me through this area and this area through the island this one goes from this one um and that just is satisfying to go through even if you're literally just walking very boringly between areas mm -hmm. um it gives it a good uh context as you uh, as you move through the the, the space yeah. Um, it's it's uh, surprising how chill I found it all because I'm famously not into like time limits and stuff. But um, partially because I like started this game like even before I recorded the last one, I think, and done, like I played like thirty minutes and kind of did it really badly. So when I we finally when I finally sat and played it, I kind of got my hands around like what the basic loop was to keep myself alive. Because um, I had so this game gets a sequel that's Japan only called. Uh, survival kids 2 um and then there's a ds like you know style ver series called lost in blue that came out that kind of it's like i think it's the same people making it um that is i played the first one of those and i found that game back in the day very hard to do um it just it's open-endedness and it's like it's kind of slow and i'd never really played a game like that just found me really it has a lot of like when you light a fire you have to like you L and R to like spin the stick and then blow into the mic to light the fire. Oh, it's got fucking DS shit. Of course it <laughs> yes. does. Oh, I hate the Nintendo DS sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're like by default managing like both kids at once. So like you have to send one out to get food while the other one's working at stuff at home, stuff like that. Um, it's just more involved. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if going back to that would I would find it overwhelming or what, but. I remember at the time finding it. It was, you know, this was literally 2005 when it came out, so a um, long time ago. Um, um, yeah, I mean, the the thing you did is like, you know, that blows up to they one. Made a Wii one of these? Damn. <laughs> did they? Yeah, Lost in Blue Shipwrecked, a Wii game from 2008. Damn. I mean, I'm, I would like to, I, I would like to try them, like the later ones, see how it mechanically involved like they, that yeah. was developed by hudson soft so something went wrong in, the, in between oh it's there. not even the, the konami team <laughs> yeah yeah um anyway um, um yeah no i just ended up finding like one love game boy color games just the aesthetic of like the island is just so good and crunchy to me oh it's got the best oh. sound chip in the universe i love all of the, the cutscenes in this game um there's all very delightful. The two, the two kids just look like Gone Freaks and uh, <laughs> and uh, Rin from Fate Stay Night to me, like as kids. Um, so that's why I named them, and I thought that was very funny. Of, of the two people who least would get along if they were deserted on an island together is uh, Gone and Rin. Nodding, I believe you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. Um, but uh, and then <laughs> all the goofy endings. So I looked up all the endings and um there's there's two endings for being there 100 days if you found the the other character or not um, you find the other character you just like we're married on this island it's uh you know um and if you don't it's like me and the monkey hanging on the island rest of our lives we're just living it um getting to 100 days seems really hard i think i was in the low 50s when i finished um yeah i was i was a little higher because i i spent like before i knew how oh, yeah, the fire I'd already, worked i'd already done the early bit uh before so yeah i mean that's the thing is that, like my my real thing was before i realized how drill i was uh I, my day was like my early days i would literally do one thing and then go to sleep because i was worried about like how intense the survival stuff was and uh mm -hmm. my 
I was constantly being overloaded with items. So I was going always going back to the shack to uh, like drop off my stuff and uh, manage my inventory space, which I got a little more lax with as I went on and realized I could just find I don't I I can basically find meat anywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you would have to try to get to 100 days. That seems honestly very boring. <laughs> Yep. There's one for if you speed run getting the radio and batteries together, you can get um you can hear that they're still doing a search and you can use the boards on the the, the beach to make an SOS sign and get picked up on like day like six or something. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then there's like you escape the island by yourself in the big boat. Oh, there's one for you didn't take enough supplies and you got on the raft and you just die out at sea. <laughs> yep. And then there's like, you found the big boat. You didn't find the other kid. Cause you don't, if you don't find the campfire and examine it, you won't find the other kid um, where you just take the big boat and leave with the, the monkey. There's one where you take it, but you didn't, you didn't heal the other kid. And then they die on the way. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let me just, let me just, uh, I've beat the game. What happens? Oh, she fucking yeah, dies. You on the boat. And then they, they, they collapse on the deck. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, and that, cause, yeah. like, I can imagine being a kid and not realizing that I had to actually like constantly feed the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine you finish this game and then the other character just fucking dies. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, incredible. And I don't think that's eight, but I don't remember what the other ones are. So I think that's eight. Do we, we not get all of them? I don't remember. Stay on the island, leave the island, leave the island as friends, leave the island and get married. Because uh, those are two different endings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, cause there's both of you stay on the island. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. So I think I think we're there with the variations. But yeah. Uh, all the, and every time you get a new ending, it like reveals parts of a like, you finish, you 100% of the game, like mural of the the kids and the monkey which is very cute i I cannot imagine playing this game eight times i guess it's more like four times with the how many times you have to get to 100 days though jesus twice there's a if you look on youtube there's like speed run for all eight endings categories that are like two three hours two hours long it's not very long so um because once you get that point you can just sleep you can just go to bed over and over again you burn through those days real fast oh yeah i guess you don't like lose any health yeah. Unless you move, yeah. Because um, all act like all time and actions take place when you move, not on like a timer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I honestly think is a really good. I like. I think that's a good system because moving efficiently is like part of the gameplay. Um, yes. I-, I saw some discussion of like uh, when I was just looking at what do people think about survival because people like, oh it's weird you only, only like happens when you move, um, but it means you have time to like make decisions about. Uh, your crafting, but you have to consider mm-hmm. what you're moving. I, th- I think that is a, a good and intentional choice, not just the fact that it's on a Game Boy. Yeah, I think it would genuinely be a harder game if it was time passing. Yeah, cause that stuff. Yes, because then like decision making takes energy, and you know, I I just think that's like rude to a game. Let me stop and think. Otherwise, I'm just going to turn your game off and think later. Right, like right? I can already pause the game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, but yeah, I ended up really enjoying this one. It's like really short. I like, I think my time was probably around like six hours, something like that. Um, the, if, I, if we count the time where we started and like, whatever it is probably more like seven ish, but yeah. 
around that i would say it took me about yeah five um months. but it, it was really delightful i'm excited to play the second one like i said i don't think i'm gonna go forward and lost in blue but i'd like to check out the second one that has a english translation um i would be more likely to switch to lost in blue I'm they curious. make it sound as if you're playing both kids at the same time just looking at the cover and stuff but i don't know um uh, oh, it's just a. It's, just called, a, it's called Survival Kids to Escape the Twin Islands. So it makes me. Uh, it, ha- it also has game link cable support. So it must have actual multiplayer huh, or something. Okay. Uh, I'm interested because. Um, I, I, no, uh, I, I thought it was really funny in the in the actual official release, right? In the the the, the video game they released in America, uh, all the the speech marks are still the Japanese <laughs> uh, version. Yes. Uh, yeah. It got a real rough translation. Like rough is in like quick, right? Like it didn't it only has yeah. certain mass dialogue. Uh, not that it's like bad or anything. It does its job, um, but it is funny compared to like how polished the Link to the Past, uh, Link's Awakening Game Boy stuff is. It looks like you're playing two brothers. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, on different islands, maybe I don't know. Yeah. It looks like there's like actual other characters. Like can you, the the description on ROM hacking is like, is your brother alive? Can you evade your pursuers? Is the treasure real? That sounds way more like plot driven. Yeah, none of that's in the first game. Nothing <laughs> yes. even close. You find a monkey. Yeah. That's the the biggest plot event. Yeah. yeah. Um, you save the monkey from dying when your tent your hut collapses. You do it that. Good. Uh, yeah, this game was really good. Uh, we don't have too much to say, but it's a delight. Um, these late Game Boy Color games are just fascinating because um, at this time, like, I didn't have like a lot of disposable income, and I was 14 in '99, so I wasn't buying a ton of Game Boy Color games. Um, and every time I go back to them, I'm like, man, there's just like a lot of cool ideas happening here. Uh, yeah. No, I, I just I, I enjoyed. It. I like man, Game Boy Color games. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. With that, uh, if we just want to go to questions. Let's go to questions. like to send us questions uh you can send them to abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com uh they can be about anything not just what we've covered we had one that came in literally like two hours after we recorded our mother three episode which was last month by the way it's been a month since mother oh, three really jesus christ it's not we um, i mean we've done this one fairly early for us so oh, time opa writes in um have you guys not played mother the way the fanboys, fan base chooses to ignore it completely and encourages newcomers to skip it is frustrating because the game is special to me. Earthbound is pretty close to direct sequel to it. Um, I'm one of the few people who vastly prefers over Earthbound. Maybe that's why I'm saying this, but I uh, hope you play it or, you know, whatever. Um, this, this seems was longer, but I was trying to paraphrase. Um, and uh, I just thought this was interesting. I was like, I really wrote this for Zyla. I'm sorry it's not going to make the episode we already recorded, but uh, we're going to get to this because... Um, so I've watched an LP of Mother long, long time ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done that before we did our Earthbound episode, I think, even. Um, and Mother is... Um, seems cool. Uh, I should play the version that, like, has a better XP curve, right? There's, like, a the, you, hack or whatever. To play Mother 1, generally recommended these days, is the um, 
uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance ports. They, they didn't bother yeah. translating the Mother 2 version of that because it's Earthbound. Um, and you can already, if you want to fall down the rabbit hole of which version of Earthbound, which ROM hack of Earthbound to play, there's already a million of them. Um, yeah. Like, oh, which ones have taken the uncensoring too far? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, uh, but the Mother 1 is um, from Tomato, so it's from the, the, the like team that did Mother 3. Um, yeah. Says all right. They add like a double XP ring or something. <laughs> yes, right? and the first room is an item that doubles XP. Um, okay, so yeah. You can just put that on. Um, that would that would genuinely make Mother much more. I think that game's really neat. I we didn't cover it. We have no plans to cover it. I'll I'll be honest, but um, it's cool. I maybe I'll play it sometime. Yeah. No. I mean, like I, even though I'm not necessarily going to like play it, uh, I do agree with the like premise of um. It is rude to just be like, you should, you know, Earthbound's the most important one because that's the one we got, right? Like, yeah. uh, there are three games. Uh... Um, the reason we picked Mother 3 in part is, like, picking games for this podcast is always weird. Because back when we started, eight years ago, almost nine now, right? Yeah, almost nine. It will be two, nine in a couple It will be nine in a couple... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nine years ago, um, there was an idea that we're like, oh, I mean, we're doing this once a month. It'll add up and maybe we'll do it even faster. Like, we're going to be comprehensive and just realizing as you go along how impossible that is and how much there's certain ground that just does need to be covered. Like, you know, we've, we've, we've probably covered too many Final Fantasies, but, like, we really like Final Fantasy. And that's indulgent in, like, a... It's like, what do we want the podcast to be? Do we want to cover things that are important? Do we want to shine a light on obscurities? Um, those are two incompatible jobs. You can't really do both, especially with just two people who do this in their spare time. This is not, you know, this is not a full-time job. Um, Gundams are full-time job. <laughs> oh, I, you know what I mean. Um, but also, it's like, hard. It's just like... This is a video you know, game podcast and not an RPG podcast. We could have been yes. done an RPG, but like, absolutely, very easily could have just done an RPG podcast and been comprehensive about multiple we'd series. Be done, we'd be, uh, this show would have quit by now. You would have quit. quit. The show. <laughs> I might be able to do that. You would have quit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, being... We deliberately chose being broad. Uh, like you said, we have been too indulgent in many things. We'll almost certainly play a Final Fantasy again. Um mm and play too many nintendo games again like we know where our um pratfalls are for this exact problem uh yeah like we don't need um yeah so uh while i do agree that uh it is rude and the mother fan to just like, write off mother one is just a unfinished prototype uh a lot yeah. of mother, mother one has really interesting stuff in the like that ties into like the giga stuff and earthbound specifically that is really cool yes um if I was doing it today, I probably would have. Um, if I was playing Earthbound today, I would have done two things. I would have first of all played Mother One, slash watched a first. watched a video, uh, yeah, and then I would have spent four hours deciding which version of Earthbound to play. Like I said, that's a that's a rabbit hole and a half. I just played Earthbound, the fucking video game that came out in nineteen ninety four. That's what I did. That's what I prefer. Um, you know what? If I get a hack that just increases the drop rates of those really rare items, I'd get that. There, there are so many different uh, Mother 2 hacks at this point to either restore whatever to keep certain things. I don't, I don't want to restore. I just want, the, I just want the game to be a little less grindy. I mean, I think you have those two. Those, those exist as well. Like a hundred percent, those exist on some level. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I like. I feel bad on some level. We will never pick all the games everyone wants us to do, partially because it's our disposition. Like, you know, we pick games we're excited for because otherwise, or curious about, because otherwise the episodes are bummers for us to do. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we just can't do everything. But like, like I really wish we could do Final Fantasy V, but I, I don't think it's like an interesting episode. I just, like, Jackson needs to play Final Fantasy V and I'd like to revisit it at some point. I'm not going to, probably. 
Um, but I don't think that episode's good. I don't think it's like worth doing. So we haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think a mother episode would be interesting and shine light on a game that gets not enough attention. But also, I do think there's value in us knowing who we were and knowing the reputation of Mother 3 to go to Mother 3 and be like, it's a normal video game. And in some ways, it's already been surpassed by other entries in indie JRPGs at the point. And also, uh, it's reflectiveness um people ran with it in ways that are weird like our, our i like mother 3 quite a bit but like our reception to it was like not what the fandom reception is like one of the best games that are made is right? i mean mother 3 is um, really easy because you just you play it and you go the entire like weird fandom of mother 3 is the thing that mother 3 is arguing against but like it, yeah. its entire project is against but even that super but even that is not, video is not singular right like no. we've just played enough games that talk about this stuff also but um, i mean that's the that's a more broad problem of it is video games are very similar yeah uh like yeah. way more similar than other me well you know we've been watching gundam that's not true but gundam's a franchise right like if you're doing a anime podcast you can go so broad and that's true of games as well as what we've done but you have to like really go broad like affording like genre and style yeah. um if you're do if you're playing rpgs then and you're going to play a lot of the same games and have a lot of the same conversations and i don't i don't necessarily think that's like a problem i think there's value in going deep on things there are a lot of people who do yeah. that uh sometimes i wish i could do that because i would love to just play rpgs all the time um but ultimately yeah. lately that's not what we chose to do with our podcast yeah because uh you would die <laughs> yeah um yeah, so that's like not a great like it is an imperfect answer. Yes. It's an imperfect podcast for an imperfect world because we do not have infinite time or attention or energy, right? Yeah, but we did want so, to like say like, when we got this question, we're like, that is a good question. We should take it seriously and not just like yeah, yeah. But I I highly recommend anyone who's interested. You should if you have not played Mother, don't know what the story of Mother is. You maybe watch an LP, but or play it. But like Mother's cool, um, mm -hmm. straight up, it's very neat. And especially if you look at like the landscape of RPGs on the Famicom, holy fuck, is it cool? Well, Mother Mother One comes out like the same year as Dragon Quest Three, right? Yeah, and it's like it's like archaic in structure comparatively, but no one's doing games about the things that mother's about well like earthbound is when it comes out in, in the west right is already wild for being a m game set in modern yes. times that's an rpg yes. but uh yeah. like you look at well they know live alive had already come out right <laughs> live alive had already come out i'm i'm, I'm just loading up my spreadsheet that i at uh, one point made of like here are all the jrpgs that i might want to play one day and i'm not going to it's too many jrpgs but i still have the spreadsheet around to look up okay there's mother 3 what's before it we got it's right around final uh not final i mean it is right after final fantasy 2 but also fantasy star 2 um east 1 and 2 yeah dragon quest 3 is the year before uh mm. megami tensei 1 is the year before uh but it's before megami tensei 2 i think unless i can't unless i put that somewhere else um, you know, talk about a cool game about modern times, Megami Tensei. Yeah, uh, but that's early in uh, yeah. JRPGs because Dragon Quest hits, and then there's some Dragon Quest clones. Um, yeah. But man, whew. mother, damn. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Eric Wright said, um, we had a question last time about playing games in foreign languages, consulting guides, which we didn't really have much on. But did you ever have games where you played them before you had a firm grasp on just reading and had to like figure it out or had to ask your parents for help or whatever, or just didn't understand something because you were young? 
Uh, I, I have a very clear answer to this because I think I've told on this podcast before. But I wish I had a good answer, but my mum did not want me playing video games. That's why yeah. I'm like, my first console was an Xbox. And you look, think about how old I am. And like, that seems a little late. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, um, so I, I always had consoles. My parents did not care. Um, but I specifically remember when I played Mario RPG, like I read most of the text, oh, yes. like I could read, but I don't remember, like I didn't know what an RPG was. So like, I didn't understand what XP was. And every time I leveled up, I just picked something. I was like, why does this thing happen? Someone's after battle. And sometimes it doesn't, I guess like my numbers are going up, which I, I just knew was good. If your numbers go up in a game, that's good. But I didn't know what any of it meant. Uh, Cause I was just really young and just hadn't considered like played that type of game before. Um, I remember messing around with Zelda two as like a genuine child, like, you know, five years old, just not understanding how any of the like lock and key puzzles of it went together. <laughs> it was just a weird world to explore. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember being confused by a lot of games, not necessarily in, like, before language. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I played Jedi Outcast 2 um, as a kid, and mm-hmm. I never made it past the, the first level. I got to the... There's a bit where there's three there's blue, red, green colored keys on a big terminal, and you can go to the left and you go down a little bit and explore but i never got past that little bit i don't know exactly where in that first base i stopped but that's always as far as i got before being confused um what year is this jedi outcast 2 yeah like 2002 why oh my god no just nothing i was in high school um plays playing gamecube and reading tolkien in 2002 uh and then i get i get an xbox like 18 months later uh and okay. then i'm more because because my, my issue is not necessarily that I'm young. It's also that I haven't been playing video games since I was four. Yeah, that's um, the thing is I literally, my earliest memory is playing NES games when I was like four years old. Like I so. get Halo for the first time when I'm 10, right? Like I'm already yeah, 10. I'd be gaming. Uh, and I've, until now, the only games I've played are like at friends' houses. So I'm like lightly familiar with things like Crash Bandicoot, um, Tony Hawk's. Um, yeah. These are the things I've I've played at other people's houses. Um but like I play Halo, and I'm like I can't do first person. I deliberately switched to the third person mode in Jedi Outcast because I I didn't know how to do it, and it that was where my like learning started. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was ten, so it's less an age thing and more just a video game familiarity thing. It, it's hard to learn how to fucking control a video game. Yeah, can't relate, but okay. Yeah. Um, what Pokemon would fit best as a monster added to a Final Fantasy game? What Digimon? Ooh, 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 ooh. Probably a Gen 1 Pokemon, because there's the most, like... Uh, I mean, the answer is clearly Togemon. That's, like, just default, like, absolutely. I mean, that's already a Cactor. I know, I know, but sometimes they just slam dunk it for you. You don't have to do much work. I mean, Togemon is just one of the greatest designs of anyone in anything in any... ever. It's They put boxing gloves on a cactus. Yeah. Um... That's true. Uh, I think the Pokemon I would pick is a Lipard. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's L-I-E-P-A-R-D. Lipard. Um, it just looks like a coral. Cor- I don't actually know how you say that thing. Oh, coral, a coral, a coral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a totally... I've never said it aloud before because I don't play D&D, so... Uh, this is a totally fine mid pokemon man some of these drawings of lipard are slightly too horny for oh no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, back it out of here back out of this google image search let me off yeah fair enough <laughs> um yeah um 
Do you have a Digimon? Um, I mean, you got it with Togemon, so I'm like, which which other way do you go? I don't really. You don't have to pick something else. I just don't really know what how I would define Final Fantasy monster design. When you say Final Fantasy monsters, I think of the class. I think of goblins. I think of uh, I think of um, Marlboros. I think of cactars. I think of bombs. I think of corals. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think of the ones that they, because they just because I'm not a D and D person. I think of Mind Flayers as Final Fantasy monsters. Well, I, and I know that's not true. I would never do that. <laughs> um, but, like, the first time I ever encountered those things were in Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, I just... I, I mean, it's, it's not that I don't know what monsters are in Final Fantasy. It's the... Uh, Tonberries? I do think of Tonberries. It's that, like, because they're just, like, kind of fantasy stuff ripped off from D&D, yeah. they don't have, like, a singular design ethos in the way that Dragon Quest monsters or even like you get to when Kaneko's doing the Shimagami Tensei demons, right? Like Yeah. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It means that like you could have very varied I enemies. think the ones I've named are iconic. Yes. Especially the way that they're designed in Final Fantasy. Maybe not the Mind Flayer, but everything else. You if you see the Final Fantasy one, you're like, oh that's the Final Fantasy monster. I'm not saying they're not iconic and known. I'm saying that I in the same way as when I look at a like generic I'm saying that it's div- more difficult to make a one that isn't one of those, but you know, oh, that has the Final Fantasy monster style, as opposed mm. to, like, you could just make up a fake Dragon Quest monster right now, you just draw it like Toriyama. Oh, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So that's, that's what makes the question hard. So I, like, mm. fucking anyone, I don't know, Kabuterimon, he's a weird guy. Damn. I could see a crunchy, like, Final Fantasy IV-style Kabuterimon really easily. Yeah. It looks cool. It's the weird, it the, sick. the weird overly detailed Beatles stuff. I'm like, that could, yeah. that could go into Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's SNES Final Fantasy specifically. Yes. God, it would have like, such a cool sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, are either of you going to purchase the Live Alive Switch remake at a full price for US $60? Actually, it's $50, I think. It's not actually $60. And it's $50. It's $50. Yeah. Um, this game is extremely important to me, so maybe it's inevitable. Um, so... I uh, am not purchasing it. I will get it when it's on sale, but I already I just played that game. I did run out and buy um, when Square Enix web store put up the model for the uh, Bricky Dio. I did buy that immediately. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean the great, the Steel Titan? <laughs> no, I mean the Bricky Dio. Steel Titan? <laughs> I do not, in fact, mean the Steel Titan. <laughs> it's made of tin! It's the joke! <laughs> yeah, it's a tug. I know. Um... But um, genuinely, like we've been posting, I, like I retweeted the episode. It got a lot of traction. I'm, I, I think the SNES version is probably the best way to play Live Alive, given some of the like loading times in the Switch version. But it seems like they did, they really did the work to make it like a really good version of Live Alive. They put it now in English. Um, they, they, you can play the Japanese voices. The Japanese voice cast is fucking stacked. You couldn't ask for better with people who are still alive to be in that game. Yeah, like there are people who are missing, but it's mostly because they're dead. Um. Yeah, um, and um, so they they did the thing, and I'm, I'm like, people who play that that way are still going to enjoy Live Alive, and that's great because that's genuinely one of the best games that we've ever played. So yes, um. But uh, yeah, Jackson might touch it. I will see. When does the podcast come out? I don't know how much you can talk about. <laughs> when does the podcast come out? Friday. Well, it won't be up to me if you know about that. I'll be up to someone You else. might be working on it for an outlet. You might be playing it for a thing. I'm so, I'll be done working on it by then, hopefully. Fingers crossed. How, yes. how long is Live Alive? This, it's, it's Live Alive length. I should be done. I know how to play Live Alive. I, yeah. I have, I have the, I should Check be. Check twitter.com slash headfalls off to see if there might be a review of Live there Alive. There may be a review on. of Live Alive going up somewhere. If there's yeah. not, then, you know, that's fine. Something happened. But, uh, yeah. out of my control. 
Um, <laughs> I think it's very funny last month. At least I and at least two other people asked you who your favorite frog is. And you said the prince for who the, uh, the frog game. Um, multiple times, but never mentioned your favorite frog in Mother 3. I'm pretty sure we did do that. Did we not? Did we not talk about the favorite? They said the car that drives in circles, which is a good one, to be fair. I like the one that's in the um in the little uh bucket on the beach. I think that one's really cute. Um and the old folks home one that was the old really folks good, home too. one's really good. Man, another three frogs. Yeah. Classics. Did you have a different answer? No, I I I actually forgotten everything that happened in Mother 3 because it happened more than three weeks ago. My memory is terrible. Um okay. I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, which Andrew writes in. Do you have something? No, just like, which individual frog? I remember the game, but like, oh, man, I, that would have been... I assume I said one. I do like the car one. We don't, have to, we don't have to search for time. You don't have to say the same thing three times. We can just move on to the next question. Man, I can just... <laughs> uh, Andrew writes in, uh, saying that they really liked our music in Game of the Year episodes. Uh, me too. We're never doing them again. <laughs> I, me too. They're great. They're great. It's too much work. Uh, and also, we don't play it enough. It made more sense games. when we didn't have six other podcasts, you know. Yes. Um, can you remember the first song that really made you notice the quality of video game music composition? Like, what made you go "fuck video games"? For me, it was the trial and Chrono Trigger when I was maybe ten. Um. For me, it's the wood. It's the whatever the woods in Mario RPG were. That's when you think when you ask me Mario like video game music. I'm like, "fuck video game music." That's the one I always think of. I'm like, "man, this is so cool." Uh, again, this is funny the... given my current opinion of Yoko Shimomura, but what are you going to do? Again, this is me um, not getting a console for a while because I'm like, what am I thinking? And I was like, my. my the Halo theme. I, I mean, it's probably the Crash Bandicoot theme. Um, oh. But like the Crash Bandicoot the Crash 4 theme. Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, it's, I think it's the warp theme just to, again, but that was, I play a lot of other people's houses, right? Like, dun, 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 That's a dun, 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 famous okay. theme from video games. So I would play it here. Since, since like all my earliest memories, like fucking mario right like i just have like just soaking in like some of the class like so vegan music that's like so iconic that it's like annoying to talk about <laughs> yeah i just didn't have that um yeah and then the halo theme and, and you know but, the, but also my, my video game thing was actually more like you know the tony hawk soundtrack the burnout soundtrack is where i got all my annoying punk music from yeah um gary writes in uh i always try to engage with crafting where you have to figure out recipes by trial and error I start with noble intentions of looking nothing up and figuring it out, but eventually I get tired of testing and just look it up. Is there examples where trying it just your own way improves the experience? Hmm. Um, do you remember that like early phone game? I think it was like a browser game where it's like you mix elements together. It's like you put fire and water and you get rain and then you mix rain and earth and you get crops and you just were like generating concepts. This was a phone game? Yeah, it was like a really early phone game. I don't remember this because like the thing you're describing is like an an actual educational program that my the, the um it wasn't it was not it was not no no but I'm saying that like I remember doing this in school because our chemistry class had a this had, like they just had the Breath of the Wild system but you would do it with actual chemistry I remember this just from another thing. Well, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm. Yeah, it's called Alchemy. Um, the game is just called Alchemy. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture of like what it looks like as you're like, once you have more things unlocked in alchemy, like here's your concepts. Just an extremely old phone game. Let me take a look. Have you sent it? Yes, there it is. Oh, this is old. Yeah, I don't remember this specific one. I've not played this. Yeah. 
that's a game I remember playing way too much time and just like you mix stuff together and um, make stuff like you just drag the icons. I'm going to show you like, here's the gameplay screen. Um, it's just like you, 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 you combine two things together. It makes a new object Then you combine that with new objects and it makes a new object and you just try to unlock stuff. You just go as you make as many things as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I always think of as like uh build like doing making like that. Um, and honestly, after after that, I don't I can't think of like a crafting game I played until Minecraft. And even when I was playing Minecraft in like alpha builds, um, I don't think beta was out yet when I started playing Minecraft. It was a game where like you go and look at the wiki. Like Minecraft really introduced to me the idea that modern games are built off of you looking at a wiki. I mean, those games are. Then there's the other games yeah. where, like, you know, the Tomb Raider games are more based around, like, we want to give you arrows, but we want to make you f forge. Your I don't even count that as, like, a real crafting system, but yes, I do know. What I mean, those, those are real. Like, that is the entire point of crafting. That's the Animal Crossing like, thing. Is like it's literally, like, in the tutorial, they're like, you need to build arrows. So you definitely need to find some, like, shard, some flint shards, and you need to root around some grass to get some sticks, and now you can build arrows. And it's like, great. You just, like, I just have to, like, do two actions to make arrows instead of just finding arrows around like a normal video game. But that's the, that is the purpose of crafting system, is to... to split up what were just basic actions to fill but content like, in I space. I think that's fundamentally different than a game like Rust or Minecraft yes. where it's about the game is about the process by which you refine materials into other materials to expand your move and like a capacity set. Those are both fundamentally different things but they are both systems that are culturally called crafting systems. I know but one of them I think has more purpose than the other. The Tomb Raider one just annoys me. Yeah, it's so true. I don't always get on. I don't always get on with the Minecraft version, but like at least I understand why people like it in a way I don't understand why anyone would want that. In like in the Last of Us, when you have to build your grenades or whatever. I'm like, who wants this? Nobody wants this. I mean, like in its theoretical form, uh, there are choices made by like is abstracting out like when you find ammo in a video game right you find ammo in a video game sure but let me just pick up ammo yeah but you like, don't need to make it more realistic by making that two steps instead of one well it's not about the the, the uh, i'm i'm playing devil's advocate i don't remember the last of us i don't i i was fine i did it wasn't like thing but like last of us is like you need like nails and duct tape to like make a like nail bomb right or something yeah, but the, like the that it's like the, the interesting choice there is that like a nail can make two things and you're yes. making different choices. But in actuality, it's resources. not interesting. Uh, no, I, I'm generally on the side, but I'm like, it's not as conceptually barren as you'll make it sound. It's pretty barren. <laughs> <laughs> I also would rather just find items in the world because I want to play Metal Gear Solid 1, you know, like. Yes. Uh, Hilfer writes in, what's a game that you would like to read a Masters of Doom style narrative about the development of? Uh, uh, New Horizons. That's boring. You know you don't want that. It's just people... I do. I genuinely want, like, if I could get an actual tell-all about New Horizons, I would like to know. Because it would shine a light on a lot of what Nintendo is like these days. Okay, yes. If you want to um, see all the, like, behind-the-sausage goings-on of fucking so Nintendo... I... So I've been listening to the Jeff Gerstmann podcast, which is not a podcast I would necessarily recommend. Um, <laughs> one person doing a show is like not act it's, it's hard to listen to because it's just one person going on for three hours but when i'm grinding in an art when i'm playing fade extra i need something on and that's what i've been listening to um and there was a bit where he was talking about you know there's like a warrior game for switch apparently that game was just like done and nintendo sat on it for like a year and he like knew about it people knew about it he's someone had told him like you know we got a warrior game we just haven't released it yet and he's like nintendo's just in this weird thing where they're like 
they'll just finish games and then not really have a space. Like they won't, it won't be in there. We release three games a year slate. So they'll just kind of sit on them. Well, kind of like that three, uh, one, two, three switch sequel that they, right. <laughs> That's apparently the worst game ever that will sell Nintendo's yeah. game. Um, in, in but that then, case, so, but also you need to know but also the every, big question. every sports game yes. comes out unfinished. Yeah. How do those two things exist in the same company? <laughs> I, I could. And I think, I think new horizons, like a nice, like, framing of a narrative about why nintendo makes games the way they do now it doesn't make any fucking sense to me um i would like to know some more about it and i and you're never gonna get that information because nintendo is extremely tight-lipped by nature um japanese devs just don't like talk shit very often in the same way um unless you're like yuji naka trying to cover up your own bullshit Uh, (laughs) um and um you're never gonna get it but if i if i get to wish for anything that's the one because also on top of this um, Animal Crossing is one of my favorite things, and I thought New Horizons really fucking sucked. And I'm really, I'm still it like, genuinely hurt, hurt you. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's so. the only bad video game that like genuinely left you wounded. Yeah, like Odyssey, I didn't like, but like, who cares? There'll be a new Mario game. It probably might suck too. But like, I'll watch a speedrun of Odyssey and feel good. When I think about New Horizons, I get mad. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're like, that's the thing with modern Nintendo is it? Do- it doesn't make sense. Why do they make like? I understand why games broadly are quote-unquote unfinished, right? You stretch the resources as best you can. This is the point. Yeah. This is the entire production system. But Nintendo aren't doing that. They're, like, making very detailed, beautiful, barren games and sitting on them. I don't understand their resource allocation because they make free DLC for them. It's not even to make money. I don't know. It's so confusing. It doesn't. It's yeah. not in line with the normal ways that game companies are evil, right? It's, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's a good. That's a good choice. Then, in that case, I, I, I don't really. I'm like. I guess you could say Final Fantasy 15. That'd be a fun one. Um, you got to pick one for you. For you, pick one that's your heart. In my heart. Yeah. What's the one you're? I'd really like to read this book. But that implies like I really. Mm, I don't. I mean, like Final Fantasy 15 is like there, but that's. I haven't even played that, right? But like, that's because I like know about Nomura and Tsubara and how are they fucking cancel the video game when they're really... It's already come out! That's the stuff I'm thinking about. And I'm yes. like, I could say Metal Gear Solid 5, but I feel like I know basically what happened there, right? That's true. And yeah. There's not that much secret that I'm going to find out there. Um, oh. <sighs> yeah, I don't have it. Coming to mind is not necessarily an immediately... Um, big one i can't think of a mm. game that i'm like this game came out and it was like i had high expectations but it was so weird that i have to know what happened i don't i can't think of one like that okay uh anthony writes in uh quite a year a few years ago i stumbled across the let's play survival kids i never would have heard about it otherwise uh are there any games you just happen to find it through a playthrough of or otherwise wouldn't have discovered any games you consider a favorite but you've only really interacted with through an lp or such i feel that way about uh like kaizo mario and like mario maker like i've played some mario maker obviously but like i really like watching people play high level like kaizo super mario world stuff and um and mario maker um that's never gonna be me but i would consider myself into that scene um mm-hmm. not as much these days but like definitely back in the day i watched a lot of like grand Bear and stuff um yeah i mean there's a lot of video game like video game youtube holes i fall into yeah um so this happens regularly but i don't necessarily my have... thing specifically is like I've just been in, in like video game discourse long enough that I've kind of heard like things don't. It's like I've never heard of that game before. It doesn't happen that often. Yes, and it's usually games I'm already don't gel with. Like I don't 
I don't really know what the default of Roblox is at this point. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> no, Roblox is its own evil machine. Yeah, like I know it's an evil machine. I know about the child labor and I know you can make any sort of like game in it you want. But I don't know what like when you buy Roblox, I don't know what the the default game is. I don't know what the Minecraft of Roblox is. I think right? there is a Minecraft. I think it's all a store at this point. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't, genuinely didn't know if there was an actual video game that everything's built off of or not. I don't know if there's a default Roblox. I I feel like the kids load up. I. I my assumption of Roblox is it is fundamentally a replacement for like flash games. It is okay. like the portal you go to and you find here's this game. Here's a okay because I game. thought it was like a a Minecraft alike that then had all that stuff built on top of it that overtook a game. Um, that may be true. I don't actually know. I also don't know. We are both as ignorant discussing this <laughs> in the moment right now. Yep. Um. We have a long one from six and I'm actually going to maybe save for another day because it's really long and it's kind of a game and we're almost two hours in. So um, six, remind me if this doesn't come up someday. Oh, okay. I'm looking at, you know what? This is a whole thing. Yes. We'll, we'll, we will do this one day. Six. we've not forgotten you, yeah. but uh, yes. Uh, Onion bug writes in, if Final Fantasy VIII was getting a remake, what would be the abnormal mapping dream voice cast? Um, so my first reaction to this one is they should not make an eight remake. And if they do, they definitely shouldn't voice act it. Cause I think eight's fine. Don't fucking touch it. Um, I hate, I hate the idea of a bunch of voice actors voicing Squall and Renoa and Zell. And like, I, I, I think it's foul. I don't, I genuinely hate it, <laughs> but <laughs> the other day, Jackson floated the perfect idea to me. <laughs> did I, what did I do? Jackson was like, but imagine if they all talk like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Wasn't that Nora? Oh, that might have been Nora. That might have been Nora. I thought that was you. No, I've mentioned how I did. I made that edit for the Pokemon when the guy came out and went. Okay, I'm pretty think, sure that Nora was you, but it might have been. Nora. I think Nora said it. Um, okay. Either way, the idea of them all coming out and talking like that is too fucking funny. Um, they should do that. <laughs> Taking the question seriously, we don't know enough about like Western voice actors to actually cast the American version, and even yeah. our Japanese voice actor thing—they're all forty years old. We don't know enough about modern anime. Uh, we know. But also, like, I'm just gonna hate how it sounds, right? Like, well, I can—I have for you the actual anime, the Japanese voice actor for school in all the things, because you know they, they, I don't care. I don't want to know. You, you don't want to know? I mean, I'm sure it's someone I do recognize, right? Uh, it is uh, Hideo Ishikawa. Uh, that sounds familiar, but I have to look at his, what he did. is Itachi. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. And also Oron. <laughs> um, sure. Any, anyone else we recognize here? Uh, not really. But Honestly, remakes with voice acting, genuinely, I, I prefer they'd rather didn't. I just want to play the original version of games pretty much universally. When I talk about Fate Extra next month, I'm talk a little bit about the, the remake that they're making and how miserable that looks and how Fate Extra is really interesting on its own terms. Um, so we were talking about that just last night. Man, the Fate Extra remake looks so fucking bad. <laughs> it looks so bad. My God, it looks bad. Um. Anyway, uh, Onion Bug also writes in, what cartoon slash anime do you think would make for a great video game? Is there any video game you think would make for a great cartoon slash anime? Um, Katamari anime, please. Three minute shorts. Oh, I could see that. Um, that's a good answer. Um, I know there's been like Final Fantasy anime, but I still no one likes like, it. No it. one likes Final Fantasy yeah, Unlimited. Yeah. All I think the you could do a better sequel. one that is, uh, you know, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, they could. They've made seven, and they all suck ass, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, as for cartoon or anime, I think it would make a great video game. Oh, that one's way harder, I feel like, but, like... my And the thing is, my answer's always going to be, well, what if it was, like, My Summer Vacation, but with X? <laughs> I mean, my other answer is, like, desperately... I mean, they they made they I guess they made that Captain Tsubasa game because like I would love more sports anime games that I want sports games, but I want them with like characters, not simulations of fucking brands that already exist in the boring way. I want like sports games with a little bit more arcade action and characters I recognize for a. Uh, the like, Hajime and Epo games are really good about this. They're fucking cool. There you go. Because boxing's not a sport you can do that with. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah. I know they they make a lot of them in in Japan, at least in the older. Uh, or gens, I don't know how many of them came over, but that is always a thing yeah. I would like to look out more of, um, look into more of. Yeah. I would like a Love Live game that's not just like a gotcha rhythm game. If there was more like life sim around it, I'd fucking love that. Oh, like an actual school idol simulator, like leaning into the yes. idol part? But has a bunch of like the songs in it also. Yeah, you still right? play Snow Halation. Yeah, but you have to run up the stairs every day if you want to be good at doing Snow Halation. <laughs> yeah! You do have to run. You have to do the man. Okay, you know what? I see it. Um, Grime writes in. Circumstances in your life had lined up just right, and it's the perfect time for you to pick up a game or a few games you've always wanted to pick up but never have for whatever reason. Either too long or just buried under the backlog. What couple of games did you pick up to play? I'm finally playing Resonance of Fate. It's finally happening. Um, Dwarf Fortress. If you want to hear us talk a little bit about doing Dwarf Fortress, it's on Next Week Live coming up this week. I guess it's probably out today as this goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to sell you on a $10 podcast, patreon.com, session roll mapping. I would not. We just talk a little bit about the idea of doing Dwarf Fortress from roll mapping, which we are not doing. Don't, don't expect. I would not. If you're going to pay $10 for Dwarf Fortress content, and then you see the like two minutes of us going, oh yeah, Dwarf Fortress, we're not doing that. <laughs> the end of that podcast is like an hour of us mostly talking about video games. And also we talk a lot about video games on Boy Play. I I'm not saying... You like this podcast, and you know like the first half of this, like the first hour of Abnormal Mapping, we just talk some bullshit about video games. If you like that twice a week, uh, check out Boy Play. Twice a week? Twice a Twice a week? Oh, sorry, every two weeks, not twice a week. Uh, <laughs> we would die. That's a good pitch. I just didn't think for this individual episode that pay us $10 to hear our Dwarf Fortress thoughts when they are entirely dismissive. Ah, uh, we're probably not going to ever do that. Uh, my desert, my like desert island, I, I have like three years and nothing else going on, is someone needs to get me into like tactics and strategy games. Um, but I need, I really do need someone to like guide me through it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess my equivalent of this is like I go into the hyperbolic chain- time chamber and I come out and I finally played all the tail- Trails games. Not the, ta- yeah. not the Tales my, games, sorry, Tales. My ideal, my ideal like, world is someone sitting beside me walk- who has played it before walking me through how to play Fantasy Tactics as like the way to unlock my brain. We sh- move me to America. We will literally do the endurance run for uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> Tactics. I'll help yeah. the controller. You can just yell shit. Yeah. Um... All right. Ben writes in, uh, what are your thoughts and experiences with Minesweeper? You know, did you ever play that Minesweeper, like, multiplayer version? No. I no, played no. a lot of that in school. I got really into, like, classic Windows Minesweeper. Uh, so as a kid, I had a friend whose mom had, like, such, like, this intense, like, fixation on Minesweeper that she, like, she was also studying for, like, a master's or something that she would, she, like, 
coded a version of Minesweeper where she had to answer like questions for her program before she could do a round of Minesweeper. Like she had to answer a question right, and then she could do a round, and then she could she had to answer another question. God, <laughs> which sounds like a great way to like you know nurse your fixation and study. Um, uh, I really like Minesweeper. I fell off it. Like I I got good enough at regularly clearing expert difficulty that I just stopped playing it at some point. And then I know there's like a lot of harder versions and different permutations. I just never got into them. I did just, the time had passed, but I think Minesweeper is genuinely one of the best games. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of your favorite things you've made in Minecraft? I've, 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 anything? I've, got anything? We, we played that one time and then a little bit later, like I don't have a Minecraft. I just, I just keep making like uh farms of houses. Like I just fucking will make a mid-century modern house. Anytime you give me a chance. Love it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Hearing you talk about JRPGs always makes me want to play one. I plan on getting into the live library make when it drops, but your tastes are generally pretty ref- retro and I like shiny new graphics. Love Persona 5, for example. Do you have any good go-to third, uh, 3D JRPG recs? Is Atelier any good? I wouldn't, unless you're going to go play Ryza specifically, I wouldn't start with Atelier. Um, and honestly, I probably wouldn't even say that's a good place to start. I would, so if you, if, so here's the thing. If, if 3D, if you're willing on, to go back on, far enough, I think. Hang on. Before you say anything. I guess you're saying going back far enough. Carry on then. I I, I interrupted you and you went on. Before, if, if you're willing to go back far enough, I think you start with Final Fantasy X. Yes. Final Fantasy X is a great game. Yes. If if you're like, I need something like that's got some fucking like normal particle effects in the way that we think of them now, Final Fantasy XV is a really good game. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, I was going to go the other way. I was because I haven't even played it, but like I assume from the description here saying like, I like JRPGs and I want to get into them, but I want shiny graphics. Uh, my gut says that dragon quest 11 is the right answer i haven't even played it but like i i feel it um xenoblade chronicles is a little overwhelming but uh you know there's enough tutorials and that game's pretty flexible if you're just willing to like understand you're going to be a little overwhelmed by its systems to start off with i think that's a really good game um uh the other thing is like you say shiny new graphics you know jrpgs don't have the like we got there are 3d jrpgs but it is a generally speaking low budget genre the persona 5s of the world do not come around if you really like persona 5 and you want a game like that with like some better writing in it uh you should play caligula effect 2 it has really bad 3d graphics though is the thing (laughs) yes i think they're like charming but that's a low budget game and i'm sorry about that it's just true i do Uh, not but it's really good I find the like Persona Four Five's visual style like overwhelming. It's like too much to look at uh, when I'm trying to pass numbers for eighty hours. But I do understand if you play that and you go, "Where are the JRPGs like this?" That there are very few. <laughs> um, yeah, that is just not really uh, wide. Th- and the ones that are there are like, like I said, they're like Xenoblade, um, the Modern Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest is an exception. Eleven, I guess. Dragon Quest Eleven is an exception in that it's still a turn-based game. But like Xenoblade and the Modern yeah. Final Fantasy, they are fairly intense systems games um yep you can play tales people like that new tales game well enough it's not like anyone's favorite but. no no people do like that new tales you could play um elden ring <laughs> even like the last gen tales games they go on sale all the time on the consoles and um those are like mostly beloved games yeah. and they 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 look enough like persona like they're they're cheaper obviously and they're older but oh um yaksa like a dragon i've not played it but i've played a yaksa game yeah. they're all the fucking same and they're all decent yeah you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that game has shiny graphics and looks cool. You'll probably have a good time with that one as well. Um, and then final question was thoughts on the Fatal Frame series. Jackson has not played Fatal Frame. My thoughts on it is the conceptually perfect series. I can never play it in my life. 
I played about half of Fatal Frame 2 and found it too scary and had to stop. Even you. That's my history of Fatal. Yeah. I have, a, I have a hard time with scary games uh, in that I like horror con like horror media a lot. Um, I'll watch a Let's Play of a scary game, but playing them frays my nerves real bad. Um, Benjamin writes in, in, our, in the last call for emails yesterday, you mentioned you didn't jokingly didn't want questions about a Switch Pro, which made me think about rumors and lies in the world of games. What's the most embarrassing rumor or lie that you remember falling for? I'm not too prideful to claim my personal, I uh, didn't personally fall for you can revive Aerith by following blah, blah, blah at the time. I, Why would the April issue of Game Pro lie? <laughs> I don't think I have one, not because I'm like immune, but because of starting games a little later and also just having a bad memory. I'm sure I may mm-hmm. have fallen for one at one point. I remember this is not really like on this level, but I remember using like a Game Shark to get Sephiroth in your party. Um, and I had heard that if you get Sephiroth in your party, Aerith wouldn't like he wouldn't kill Aerith. Um, but the game, every time I did it, the game would crash in the beginning when you get in the elevator to go down to the Mako reactor. Whenever Sephiroth came out, like as everyone exits Cloud's body, it's like Sephiroth's supposed to be here and the game would crash every time. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my enduring memory of that. Uh, Nora right, said, you get to choose the Florence the Machine style needle drop for Final Fantasy 16. What band do you get? What are they covering? I feel like Stranger of Paradise has changed the game. Way. they can get the real song they can just they can, get the I, real I think song they should get the real songs they don't have to do yeah. pay for embarrassing covers anymore they can just get the real song 15 would be better if it had actual r stand by me in it that's true um oh okay i've been thinking about this what i what, what what classic song do i want for did it say for 16 specifically or for 17 like I, uh, for 16 so, specifically. so specifically for the so we already know the game we have to match a song to that vibe yeah oh that's hard because i don't like the vibe of 16 as currently presented i'm sure the game will be fun but all the adverts lean into the most boring what parts. if what if i just blow this whole thing up immediately and say they should get the court of the crimson king the song from king crimson i mean they should do that <laughs> that, that would be pretty cool <laughs> Amatsu over there like stomping his foot furious at them how dare they <laughs> they just they just they just passed me by why do they do that i've been doing this for them for three decades <laughs> um i don't have i really i think genuinely i i a an rpg a, a fantasy rpg that spent the money to get like prog rock classics would be the coolest fucking game i mean yes i've been saying this final fantasy and any we, fantasy we will games. talk about this when origins was announced is like what if they just fucking got the music what if, that all this was inspired by yeah i mean i still think it's crazy that like not a single dark souls game has like a doom metal riff in it or some kind of like classic yeah dark pro you know whatever the 70s doom metal equivalent is uh yeah like it's the inspirations there especially on the you know you look at umatsu stuff he's all it's all just like riffing off prog bands yes uh you know you're right this is just so true they should do this they should do this it'd be so sick uh, um the instead it'll probably be bad yeah it'll probably be something i mean i don't think it's gonna have a uh licensed song in it i think it's gonna just gonna have an original here's Michael the thing song. i think florence the machine's like fine band not my favorite whatever i think stand by me is like a fine song whatever the two combined in 15 miserable fucking bad song I mean, this is the problem with any like cover like this because you're choosing a song because of its emotional resonance, and then getting someone to cover it, they just play it up and make it mawkish every time. 
Yes. This is all trailer covers. Um uh, they should uh they should get um Toxicity by System of a Down for 16. Fuck! <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> they should just drop that in as you're doing oh some combat. God. That's your boss theme. That's your boss theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they That's should the get that. Made. You just made it. That's it. Yeah. Just put System of a Down in Final Fantasy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Tron writes in. I've been playing through Aliens vs. Predator 2 and AVP 2010 um, recently. And AVP 10 2010 is a game that I've uh, put down a couple of times, but now I'm finally finishing it. What are games you've actually tried to f- and failed to finish, but then went back to and went to like finished after a couple tries? Final Fantasy 13. Uh, that's that's one for me for sure. Also, yes. I think both of us have given up at the Pope ship. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's fucking hard and bad. Yep. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, yeah, that's like the epitome of one of these for me. Damn. Um, I'm trying to think of other answers. Like, these days when I give up a game, I genuinely don't intend to go back to it. I don't like, oh, maybe someday, but no, if I'm done, I'm done. Never going back. I guess you could say Metal Gear Solid 1 for me. Like, before I did my big Metal Gear playthrough, like, part of my Metal Gear playthrough things, honestly, this is Ninja Garden Black as well, or the Ninja Garden original. I played Metal Gear Solid 1 on my PlayStation and this was like 2014. We'd only just been doing normal pamping. I was still bad at video games. Could not, for the life of me, beat Ocelots. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my friend Jamie had a copy of Twin Snakes. I was like, wait, can I borrow this? I can aim at him. Uh, and then I played Twin Snakes. This is similar to when I found out that um, Ninja Gun Black had an easy mode and then rebought it after giving it up at Chapter 4. Uh, and that was how I was able to beat it as a kid. So that has happened a couple times to me, I guess, in the. But that's like, I find out there's a new version with a thing that can get me past the whatever roadblock I was having. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head here. Um, mm-hmm. Just because the way I play. Uh, you know what? Resident Evil 4 is this for me for a long time. The first couple times I played Resident Evil 4, like right after it came out, I just couldn't get past the first like big village like mob scene. <laughs> because it's really fucking hard when you've never played a game like that before it's really they um, really do go hard man that's a such a great opening level man they throw you in yeah i just had no idea how to like process what was because i just never i didn't play shooters or anything i played i played metroid prime did not did not did not instill in me the skills i needed to finish that thing um i love I that you came that. to resident evil 4 it completely without trying like in the way the the wider Japanese audience specifically came to review yes, for yes yes absolutely <laughs> and that that's why that game's designed around one stick and it's like it's designed for people who yeah. have only played Metro yeah. Prime that was me that was me that was don't you. worry about it it was fine uh, I guess you could argue Kingdom Hearts for me because obviously huge Kingdom Hearts annoying person now but remember when I played it when I was on that podcast years ago and then I started um yeah uh what's it the the chain of chain of memories and then was like fuck this and left. Take a while to get through that. Yeah, that's my answers. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, that's all the questions then. Podcast um, over two hours. Abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com for all of your emails. Please send them. We love it. Um, if you like this episode, please tell your friends share the episode please retweet the episodes we're bad at plugging our stuff and word of mouth is like really important especially for a show like this which is only once a month once a month's hard to get people in the door for um yes and we appreciate it anytime someone says a good word about us tells their friends pop, plugs the episode 
all those things really helps next month because we're done with uh handhelds for now and you wanted a pc game i was like you know there's one pc game that i've been wanting to do literally since we started doing abnormal mapping and i didn't think we'd actually do it but now it's a perfect month just do it yep and that game is riven the sequel to mist is it i know novel not new did it just recently but you know i want to do it is it possible to say riven without then saying the sequel to Mist. The Wikipedia page is just Riven, but the the box says Riven the sequel to Mist. Riven the sequel to Mist! <laughs> yeah, this is entirely like, I've always, you've brought up Riven before and then have backed away from it because whenever it comes up, I'm always like, eh, it was not the biggest yeah, Mist guy. I, I'm yeah, an annoying yeah. both RPG and action game guy and you are you already put up with enough patience for that and you're like, okay, um, I guess Riven's not a great uh, fit. But now, in this one specific scenario where I can only play non-time-based games mostly with the mouse and this keyboard uh it's um it's riven time uh yeah i'm excited to play it um that one's gonna be a little um probably on the shorter side because we already did missed you can check our missed episode in the archives i assume we're not gonna have that much more to say i don't know i remember trying to play riven right after we did our missed episode and being so taken aback at how many like people you're talking to in fmvs and i was like this is not what i came to mist for so i'm excited to actually get through it because i've never played it yeah but i missed one of my favorite games and we, we both like the room a lot so god i do i do like the room yeah the room's way simpler than the mess you don't have to use your brain well break out those notebooks once <laughs> or you know pull up a walkthrough i don't know we'll figure it out it's fine um yeah, we'll see you can get that on the pc i think there's even in the time since we did our mist episode i think there's new run on modern computers versions of all those games well right? of, of of miss but not of rhythm oh i think they've rhythm. all Damn. they're all the same gog versions that have existed forever and they they okay. work but they, i don't think they're and they've done like the new mist because they got that new mist that runs on like on xbox mm-hmm. i don't think there's a new version of riven um i could be mistaken though okay um god they came out they put out mist on, on ps1 sure yeah probably had like three cds or something but maybe not it's pretty small steam calls it riven the sequel to mist so yeah all right thank you for listening everyone yeah um plugs you can find me at headfuls off on twitter.com you can find the podcast that me and em do at abnormalmapping.com uh there's a bunch of good ones there go listen to them yeah uh you can find me on twitter at em underscore being you can support our podcast patreon.com slash normal mapping uh please check it out um you know if you give us a dollar you get gundam if you give us five dollars you get blockbusters we're about to do an episode on the island michael bay movie i'm um, excited for that if you give us, you give us ten dollars you get voip life over two weeks like i said there's a lot of gaming content in there um pretty regularly um it's i think voip life is really good i think everyone who listens to it enjoys it um if you like to support us it's a great way to um you get you get, you get a lot of pod for your dollar i think <laughs> personally um but um, otherwise, like I said, please share the episode if you like. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. We don't look at them. I don't look at them. I can't look at them. Um, you once gave me a bad review uh, that someone wrote to us uh, on a, one of those things, and I felt bad for four days. I can't. I didn't even them. send you the review. It was just that someone had written more like abnormal crapping. <laughs> and I still felt bad for days. I have a fragile ego, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, I really need, I, re- I know that I, I, my, my podcast personality is like the, the one who gives people shit, but in actuality, I'm very insecure that people don't like me. You don't, I know you like me. That's why I give you a hard yeah, time. Honestly, you don't give people shit. You give me shit. <laughs> that's a yeah, different but, thing. But we're like, we're like work married, you know, yeah. we're like ride or die. So it's fine. I know, I know anything I say, uh, you know how to take and it'll be fine. That's why I like being funny. Believe it. I took it yesterday by saying, I got to get mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't do that i'll cry <laughs> that's such you know what that's this, this, this tragic part is if i <laughs> the dynamic would just not hold the other way <laughs> yeah no um <laughs> anyway thanks for listening i hope everyone liked this episode um play some video games and we'll see you next month goodbye here we go got my position let's hit the bro came along now my people here with me i'm in my zone I tell you where to go, I tell you how to move I got longitude and latitudes Keep it moving, that's my attitude Looking back, I know they probably doubt me Now the city on my back, I wear it proudly I'm a hero in the making <laughs> If I'm dreaming, you can't wake me I think I'm destined to win it Ain't playing games, I ain't in it Yeah, yeah. I took the message and sent it Felt like I was born for this minute This is my time I'm seizing the moment Cause I gotta go for the time's gone This the moment I'ma make it mine This is my sign